And happy birthday. Oh, hey. Oh, hello. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I, of course, am your wonderful dungeon master, Cody J. Hey. Joining me tonight are my friends playing Ozol, the birthday boy, Zachary Rivera. Yo, yo, yo. Someone turn on their PS5? So, uh, playing Bert Dawnbringer, that was totally not my phone. Uh, the one and only Dean the Dream Martin. What up? The Wicked yeah, yeah. Warlock of the West. Our new resident Goopy Boy, Stolos. <laughs> Good to be I back, like everyone. <laughs> Played by Deanie. Goopy? Boy. I don't like that Because it's boy word. with an I. I don't like the word Goopy. <laughs> okay, well, drip, Drippy Ippy. Is that better? It's somehow worse. Yeah, it's, okay. it's somehow worse. Agreed. <laughs> somehow worse. Agreed. Goopy it is. Uh, <laughs> flying cleric, high in the skies, resident of the plains, walking people, the Vistani, Marius Radari, played by Maximus. Good evening, everyone. It's a pleasure to be back. And last but not least, we have Mark, not here at the moment, so played by me. Oh, man. Well, I'm a great barbarian. Don't worry. He uh, will be here, hopefully. He's just running a bit late for a family event, which... Is unless he falls asleep, you know. Hopefully I love not. you. I was late, too. My apologies, fan, friends and family, you know, fans, all, all of you. Um, last week was kind of a wrap-up episode. We were kind of closing our Vlocky arc after um, doing the taxes and gathering up all that gold, kind of searching through the house. Um, we learned a little bit more about Zach's backstory, kind of setting up some new things there. We got into the battle cart. We finally got a map for it. Uh, it's a lot bigger and a lot than I thought it was going to be. So if I'm hyped on the battle cart, you have both my thanks and apology because it's amazing. Um, and we are headed to the castle to talk to Strahd himself for dinner. So roll the intro. Hear ye, and get ye hype, for tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity, provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Of course. Oh, Cody, you sound technical. Friend of the show, Devin Silva. Uh, Zach, you got something cool for our wonderful. Uh oh, like Ro Roboid? Yeah, you're, you're glitching out just a little bit. But I don't think it's a. Yeah, research your audio. Um, we have, uh, while Cody's okay. doing that, we have, uh, thank you, we have a great honor that's been bestowed upon us. Now, uh, if you guys remember uh, the first Dungeons & Dragons campaign we've, we ever did, uh, we had some really fantastic um, artwork uh, drawn by a friend of the channel, and I don't want to butcher her um, username. Uh, Dini, can you help me out here? I don't want to... It's Make a Vervain. Vervain, yeah. She's a sweet, sweet angel. Uh, we're going to drop her Twitter in the comments. If you guys could give her a follow, that would be fantastic. Um, 
she's also on coffee and we're gonna be hitting up her coffee uh, uh, on the first and I wanted to show you guys now we only have two so far but they're incredible Marius are you ready to see your chibi my guy let's do it bam oh whoa she did such a good job that's amazing whoa! Dude, it's so it looks fantastic. <laughs> now, the sword, so the eyes, the goggles. It's is I love it. It's fantastic. The, Thank you very much, Vervain. Is is this the nice nice person who made our other art for Chibis, or is this a new person? Same yes. person. Uh, yeah, same. same person. So they'll match up. Yes. Um, but a lot of our characters. So I was kind of mentioning to Max and Discord this week, like this isn't. You could say like it's not season two, but I kind of consider it season two. Now we have new outfits, new transformations, new powers, new action um, figures. So, yeah, there we go. We had to release the new action figure, the new the new merch, right? And it's then scale, um, he's not here right now, but this is the Kalimban Chibi, Whoa. which is incredible as well. So, dude, look at the Winter's Howl on the back, dude. I love it. Look at that. So, Amazing. big shout out to Vervain. We'll be hitting up your coffee. Uh, here in the next few days and uh, hopefully when we come back next week we'll have the reveal of uh, the rest of the party and our dungeon master so stay tuned for that I'm uh, so uh, excited and thank you for being just, just as a heads up yeah this is fantastic uh, but anyways yeah that's the only uh, pregame prep that I had we also have the bless wheel and the bane bless roll rather in the bane roll uh, so if you guys want to hit us up with a $10 super chat, you can choose Bless or Bane, a specific character, or we can do a random roll. And uh, whatever it lands on, we'll add that to our little Bless slash Bane stash. All right. Um, I kind of left us off in a good spot to start for a new day. So I'm going to say you guys get a day's worth of travel. So I need a couple things from a couple people, if you don't mind, please. It was all, of course, uh, you know... Like I gotta get those like crazy mind power rolls for controlling time. Um, yeah. And Solos, from you, my good drippy friend, I need a D100 roll, please. Sure. I got 11 and 15. Ooh, those are spicy rolls. They are spicy. 15's, 15 spicy. Marius Radari wow. with a $50 donation. Strata rolls disadvantage all night? You love to see it. God. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Amazing. I, oh, uh, Marius, here's it. what I will allow. I will allow two, if you want to go for the, the disadvantage, actually three um, actually rolls from you. How does that sound? Putting a little bit more Dungeon Master power back into your hand. I mean, I'll take whatever you're willing to give me. I was more joking, but if you want to do it, then yeah, sure. No, that is a fifty dollars wow. super chat, my friend. Three um actuallys from you. Yay. Love to see it. I don't know what an um Thank actually you. is, but I like the way it sounds. I say a sentence, and Mars goes, "Well, actually, or um actually," and then explains what happens within reason. Oh, I right? love it. I love it. So. Thank you, Max for supporting you know if it's too harsh i might say something if not we'll let it ride well it was fifty dollars so uh well, anyways you know <laughs> uh Cody, we're... what oh, yes sorry. oh sorry still you uh, rolled a 36 i'm gonna start with still tonight what's up zach sorry go ahead no we're good sorry i was gonna get back to that roll for still oh yes 36 
<coughs> you are adjusting to your new body, Stolas. Um, you have become more like your desired, wonderful Hadar in the sky. So you have taken on this aberrant horror form. For those of you who don't know, we're using some of the Grim Hollow um, character add-ons. Uh, so like Marius is becoming a seraph. Um, Stolas is becoming a uh, this aberrant creature of you know midnight horror of outer darkness. Uh, for your role, Stolas, your legs become unresponsive and difficult to move. Your movement speed is decreased by ten for the day. Sad face. I have also added the uh, unstable mutations chart under the player tab under your character's name. So if you ever need to see it or reference it, it's right there. Um, but yeah, you, you wake up in this brand new battle cart trundling down the road, which who I may ask who is driving just for future knowledge. Is that you, Zach? Are I guess I'll be manning driving. the helm. Okay. Dean's driving. Cool beans. We'll put you over here in the driver's seat then. Uh, but yeah, when you wake up out of bed, you just kind of, your legs turn to rubber uh, under, under you as you try to keep your stable form stable. Zach. Uh, yes. Cody, what kind of, uh, is it day, night, raining? Can you set the, the mood for us here? Dude, it's, it's Portland style mid-fall, so it's dark overcast there's not a lot of separating the sky between night and day in barovia but as what you would perceive as quote-unquote sunlight comes up through the the hazy sky the mist is almost thicker than normal as you're trundling down the road and burn you actually are kind of having a, a hard time like taking some of these turns really fast because of how th unusually thick the mist is wow yeah. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Did you Ninja have something Squirrel else? For me? Says, <clears throat> Watch over the purple mushroom soup from the wizard alongside the river. I don't know what that means. Dude. And his yeah, his cart down by the river, just living that river life. And then a yeah. cart down by the river. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. Thank you. Someone got it. Um, Stolas, back to you. How would you like? Is there anything you'd like to do in this? time period in between leaving Velaki and heading back towards Castle Ravenloft. Um, I believe we had picked up some spell books. Would this be useful to me in any way? Unfortunately not for your class. Your magic is kind of a... Uh, I hesitate to say this, but it's It's uh, just like borrowed. <laughs> it's granted, right? So even if you lose yeah. your patron or choose not to follow them, this this magic has been bestowed to you. Unless you really fuck it up. There are some like gray areas in there we can change things with. But you really receive knowledge from your sky god in the outer darkness. And he is like, hey, here's 20 bucks. Go buy yourself something nice. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any spells to prepare or anything. So um stolas is just gonna be kind of like wandering the uh, battle card exploring uh using his uh uh rift breaker to kind of steady his his feet since they don't seem to be working today okay 
who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. Okay. To answer um, your question, you had mentioned this yesterday about um, spells. So, did you take a long rest, or were you studying through the whole night, focusing all of these spells, like trying to cram in as many new spells as you can? Because that will really affect what happens today. Um, so you said a day had passed, so that's 24 hours? <coughs> Excuse me. Yes. Uh, well, um, one rest period. So you guys left Velaki kind of towards the evening. Um, okay. someone would have had to take turns driving, right? Your spell has to be recast at the new day. So we're kind of getting towards the crest of that night into the next day as the sun, you know, peeks through these gray clouds or, you know, illuminates behind them. So we're kind of coming to the first day of travel, if that makes sense. You've traveled eight hours at night. Yeah. I don't want to not be able to take a full rest. So I'd probably, uh, learn... Uh, I guess if it was just one spell, remove curse from uh, Victor Valakovich's spellbook. Perfect. Um, would you be able to add that to my sheet, by chance? Yeah, I can drag that over here. Okay, thank you. Uh, and I will begin my morning by winding my watch. And um, does the key activate? Interesting you would say that. You, as you're starting your day, doing your Oza-like rituals, cleaning yourself, putting together your staff, refocusing your energy to roll these portent rolls, um, the key, you, we have not, like, don't ironed out a perfect time frame. We haven't had enough time using these doors to figure out, like, what the resting period is. Okay. But two things happen to you. First of all, I need a wisdom saving throw. Uh, wisdom saving throw? Sure. Yes, sir. One of those. That is a 12. 12. Perfect. That's amazing. For just a split second, not even, what you perceive at multiple seconds uh, throughout the next couple minutes, you are kind of walking and getting dressed, and you stumble as your eyes flicker between where you are in the battle cart to somewhere else. You are suddenly on the back of something large um this hulking creature with four arms and two legs that is just barreling down the road and it just it almost as if you're having an out-of-body experience or seeing through someone's eyes the second thing that happens is your staff gently is tugged out of your hand and last time this happened, it made a blue crystalline door. It begins to red as a red crystalline door begins to activate in front of you. And your watch clicks out a key. And instead of the, the key having a blue gem in it, it has a red gem. How would you like to proceed? You said my staff is, or the gem is red? Yes, of being its typical blue. Okay. Um, I'm going to send you a whisper, whisper chat here in a second. Um, and the door is formed on the, like, the. Because you're breaking up real bad. I can barely hear you. Yep. Oh, no. It, it's. Yeah. Um, you might want to check it. It is mic beginning to materialize the same way it did last time. Oh, dang it. All right. Give okay. me two seconds. Yeah. Uh, well, I will 
All right, let's see what Cody's doing. I will, uh, if it's materialized, I will open the door and walk through it. Yeah, okay, so you walk through and you re realize that the door that has been created is not actually your normal door. Well, it, wait, hold on, <laughs> before you freak out. It is a normal door, but it was not summoned by your will, if that makes sense. And you return to the place between places. I will walk up the stairs. Um, standing in front of you is kind of that starfield again of ruined Arcadia. Um, and the apparition of Magnus is floating right there, waiting for you. Good day, Magnus. The door this time was different. Is there a reason why? You know what day it is? I do not. I've been traveling for one day. And focusing on our current task at hand. I don't believe I've been keeping track. Is you, or us, or mages in general, people of long life, days become irrelevant. Today is your name day, Ozol. You turn 11 today, and he kind of laughs to himself. Um, I will uh, says, think this, about it for a, this is for a second. And uh, pull out a book from my... Uh, my spell book, like I have a an extra spell book and start flipping through it and then I'll cast Minor Illusion and make like an abacus and start like really thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. It is my life day. It is my 11th life day. D typically I am not able to influence your material plane without your will. However... I thought it appropriate to give you this. And he unfurls his hand, and wrapped in a sackcloth is a fist-sized object. He kind of floats over to you. Uh, I will reach out and grab it. What is this, Magnus? It is just in case. And with a wave of his hand, this space disappears, and you are back in your room. Wow. I will um, begin uh, ritual casting, uh, identify on it, and I will pass my turn. Okay. Who wants to go next? <clears throat> I'll go. Oh. Burn. Hello. Oh, Cody. Yes. Uh, your battle ass is out front leading this team of spectral horses. Uh, it's oh, yeah. foggy. It's humid, which is really weird. Um, as you're guiding this battle cart, what? talk to me. What's up? Uh, Burns pretty proud of himself. He's got his his new uh, 
battle cart that he won or helped win. He didn't win it by himself. And everybody has their own place now, their own space to call their own. And he's got Trundle. He's having fun. He's enjoying his time driving. Good, good, good. Um, you... You kind of look off into the fog, being that you're an aware driver, right? There's not, like, mirrors on this thing, so it's not like you're checking right or, you know, adjusting the rearview mirror. There's no backup camera. Um, it's bad right now, Zach, huh? That bad. Yeah, we might have to, to switch you to Firefox. Uh, yeah, try Firefox, and then we'll just okay. keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead and talk to burn while I'm doing this, or Marius, or whoever. Go ahead and talk about your daily routines okay. and that kind of yeah. thing, and then I'll hop back in here. Uh, I will walk up the uh, cart here and sit next to Burn. How's it going, Burn? Not too bad. Join the quiet road. It seems mistier than normal. How long has it been like this? Uh, pretty much as long as I've been on the cart. Are you having difficulty seeing, or do you believe we're headed in the right direction? I'm pretty sure we're going in the right direction, but I can't be 100%. Trundle seems to know where he's going. Hmm. How long have we been on this path? It's been, what, a day? A few hours? Uh, at least a day. Maybe Marius or Stolas can fly up and make sure we're headed in the right direction. Fly above the mist. I can go and get them. Those winged fools. Yes. I yes, have yes. but an ass. A fine ass indeed. And I will uh, pat Burn on the back and uh, I'll go and get Marius. And I'll knock on his door. Yes. Marius, who is it? It's it's Ozal. We seem to have encountered a thick mist, and Burn has said it's quite a bit more uh, more thick than usual. Would you perhaps care to join Stolas on a bit of a survey, see if we're on the right path to Strahd's Manor? We could try and do that, but. Uh... The horses generally go faster than we can fly. Uh, make sure you don't leave us in the, the mist, or we'll get lost. We can always stop the cart. That would be easier. Might be worth doing. Uh, but we could go and check it out. Um, I imagine we just need to follow the road, and uh, we'll find our way there at some point. I'll get Stolas to join you as well. I'll continue down the cart uh, to Stolas's chambers and knock on the door as well. Hello. <laughs> that was amazing. Stolas, 
Marius is going to, to scout ahead to be sure that we're on the right path. Would you uh, care to join Vor and Marius on this adventure? Is it really that thick? It's thick with three C's. <laughs> Alright. Uh, as long as you uh, are a little patient. I'm not feeling the best today. But I'd be glad I'm to go check it out. Have you taken ill, Stolas? I don't feel bad at all, but uh, <clears throat> my limbs feel a little weak today, so I'm not really sure what's caused it. May I? And I'll place my hand out. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I will begin... Um, let me see here. I'm going to uh, ritual cast um, identify. Um, you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it's a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties, um, how to use them, etc. Um, if you instead touch a creature throughout the casting of the spell, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. And, uh, Cody, would you be able to tell me if there is any spell that I can observe affecting Stolas? I don't know when he's going to come back, so maybe... Oh, he's, 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 right. he's there. Oh, okay, cool. Right. How do I sound now? Uh, so far, so good. Um, okay. Is there any spell that I can observe that may be affecting uh, my sweet, sweet bird boy? Goopy boy. <laughs> Goopy, I'm sorry, Goopy boy. Um, no, why don't you give me Arcana? Copy that. Arcana check is... Oh my god, a 10. Terrible. failure. It is. Um, you ain't wrong. You have no clue what is happening to Stolos. Do I think that there is something happening to Stolos, but I just can't detect it. It's it's pretty far out of your wheelhouse. Um, you you are a magic boy. You know a lot of things about magic boy things. Uh -huh. But when it comes to this, this is like some sort of intensive level transmutation of Stolas's body. Like I'm, like when you look at it through the magical spectrum, Stolas is like unstable. You don't say. Stolas, I must research this a bit more, but as far as I can tell, you're not cursed, potentially. I don't believe a spell has been put on you. Be careful. Stolas, are, you, are you trying to conceal your new true form? Oh, curiosity? yes. Okay. I'm trying not to fall apart, basically. <laughs> okay. Not doing that great. N not enough practice yet, I suppose. Yeah, I'll just look kind of puzzled and say, well, Marius is going up to the second level. We could use your help. It's all right. I feel well enough to give it a shot. I'll let you know what I see. boy. Uh, I will then uh, knock on Caliban's door and uh, attempt to arouse him as well. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, 
She like thuds out of bed, wide awake. Uh, and he like stumbles over, like opening his door, and he's just slapped in all of his barbarian ass armor, uh, kind of like wiping the drool from his snout. What? 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 Good morning, my boy. And I'll place my hand on him and cast press digitation to kind of clean him up. He's all drooly and armor's probably all nasty from all the fights we've been in. Oh man, he's so clean. Like you've never seen Caliban this clean. There's always like little smudges of dirt or blood or like stuff that's stuck in the creases of his armor um, or like adornments, right? And it's just. Yeah. Ripped it all right off of him. Um, We've sent Marius and Stolas out to scout for a bit. We're going to pull the cart to the side of the road. Just be on alert in case anything happens. And uh, I'll close his door and begin walking to Slag's chambers. Okay. And I'll pass my turn. Marius and Stolas will hop over to you, I suppose. Talk me through your... how you are searching. How high are you? It's, well, um, it's, it's bad out. Yeah, I think they wanted us to try to get to the top of the fog, like to kind of breach it and see what we can see. Hopefully without okay. being separated from the cart for too long. Unless they're stopping, I'm not. I'm not sure. They claim they are uh, going to stop or slow down for us because this thing could fly quite faster than us. But uh, I'll kind of come up to the rooftop, Stolas, uh, so we don't get lost to the uh, mist. I'm going to tie this rope here, and uh, from my backpack I pull a sixty-foot uh, rope. And uh, I say, tie. And the rope maneuvers like a serpent and wraps itself around the uh, the railing here of the top of the battle cart. And I'll, uh, let's go up so that we, we don't get disoriented in the mist. That's a good and idea. Begin to uh, fly up. Uh, with it tied off, uh, it will take us uh, 60 feet off from the top end of the battle cart. Uh, I do not remember the exact dimensions of the cart. How how tall is it? So the battle cart sits uh, roughly the the battle or the wow I cannot talk. It's it's roughly like 17 feet tall. I've rounded it to 20 just to be a little easier. If you are standing on the roof, but the main deck itself is 10 feet off the ground. Or, no, I'm sorry. 16 feet off the ground. Okay, so we would be, say, 75 feet directly into the air. Okay. Uh, how thick exactly is this mist? Um, oh, I don't want to sound too dumb because you're an actual, like, pilot in real life. So imagine from your real-life perspective here, you take off and you have 30 feet of visibility. And as you rise past 25 feet, that 30 feet becomes 15. And as you rise the rest of the way, that 15 reduces to 10, to 5, to 0. 
which is odd because fog normally kind of settles down or has like dense pockets and the further you keep going the thicker it gets well friend I think this is uh, a poor venture we should go back down and uh, trust that uh, burn there can drive us to where we need to go I think that's our only option say unless you see something that I am not I can't see anything through this fog. I think we're better off just going back down. Yeah, even with my sight, I cannot see. So let us uh, go on back to the cart. Okay. You return back down to the cart, and your visibility slowly increases as you reach the cart, landing on the uh, perched roof. Um, are you guys landing... Like, just back on the actual, like, assault deck, or on the rooftops, or beneath the ballista? Uh, right right back down. We're going to follow the rope that uh, I have been dragging behind, mm, okay. just to guarantee that we don't get lost or disoriented in the mist. Perfect. Perfect. During the excursion, I would have been seeing through Vor's eyes also, so I've seen what they've seen. Burn, I don't believe we will have the opportunity to uh, go above the wagon to see what's going on. The mist is much thicker the higher you go. You'll just have to take it slow on the road. Maybe there'll be signs along the way. Not a problem. I shall keep my eyes peeled and trust Trundle. I think he can read. Better than me, at least. <laughs> okay. Um, it's about this time that your horses fade for the day, Ozol. All right. Um, I guess it's a good thing that we're pulled over still. So um, I imagine that's not too much of an inconvenience. Um, I will just briefly check in with Slag and ask, Slag, is my sword finished uh, being sharpened? Uh, yeah, he seems to be working on some sort of, like, large great sword, And he's just, poo, 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 and he looks up at you, uh, retracting his hammer back into his arm. And from the wall, he grabs a cloth-wrapped blade uh, and just kind of flings it to you. And I will catch it. Twing. And uh, does it, I mean, does, can you, I mean, does it look sharper? Does it look better than it's ever looked? Can you describe to me yes. what I'm seeing here? For today, because he's an artificer, he has Ooh. given it a boon. Wow. So, the cool thing about having an artificer in your group is they can imbue certain characteristics or improve certain things, right? Uh, about weapons, tools, items that you need. Um, he also will kind of walk over and slide you a small bag um, that has a little um, like strand of cloth, or not cloth, but a ribbon kind of tying it. And he said, I heard you need some bl uh, glass blown. So I took the time to do that for you since we're on the road. Uh, and he hands you a couple vials for what you Slag. need. 
Thank you so much. This is excellent work. And I'll hold it up to the um, the fire to observe the clarity. And uh, can you tell me, is it clear? Or is it kind of like, you know, oh, like that old-timey glass? Crystalline. Yeah, it's like, it's high-grade crystal. Wow. It's durable. Thank you, Slag. It kind of gets the little, like, corona of light as you move it through the, the, the flame that kind of bounces through it. It's so clear. Uh, but oh, back to your flashback. sword, you get an extra d4 of damage, slashing wow. physical damage for the day. Awesome. Um, I will uh, reach for my gold pouch and say, may I? Of course. And I will uh, hand Slag 50 gold. All right. He will slide it into his piggy bank chest. Wow. Bling, 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 bling. Um. I do want to get back at some point to the identify on what was handed to me, but I want to go I was up. literally going to ask that just now. <laughs> yeah, we had lost Cody right when that happened. But I will go up and uh, to cast um, the Phantom Steeds. I think you said I could do it from inside the second level, or do I have to go to the floor again? Uh, you can do it from the driver's seat where Mar uh, Marius is at. Or not Marius, uh, Burn is at. There is a small statue of Burn. Where the reins sit, and oh, the reins themselves actually have the spell inscribed <laughs> on them. Okay, uh, I will begin uh, casting that spell as a ritual. And I'll say, if you would just give me ten minutes, and we'll be on our way. And uh, I will begin ritual casting that spell, and I'll end my turn. Okay. They... <laughs> All of your demon horses are resummoned. Awesome. And you guys take off. Um, to answer your question, Ozol, this show to players. Show to everyone. This is your birthday gift. Oh, wow. May I read it to the... Yes, the, you uh, the ashes of Arcadia. It's not just a rock, Ozol. It's a gift from another world. The power of wrath in your hands. You will know when to use it. Just make sure you're not in the path when it lands. Appearing as a fist-sized gray and black meteorite, this rock is actually rubble left over from Arcadia's ruminous demise. As an action, the user of this item can throw the rock. After the rock travels 20 feet in a direction, it begins to glow white-hot as it speeds up, streaking through the sky. As it flies, it glows into a boulder-sized meteorite. The rock will travel one half mile, or until it impacts into a solid object, at which point it explodes. All creatures in a 40-foot radius sphere centered on the point of impact must make a dexterity saving throw. According to the attacker's DC, the sphere spreads around corners, and a creature takes 15d6 fire damage and 10d6 bludgeoning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. This damage will deal uh, triple damage, or uh, what's this word in here? Uh, damage to structures. It's thrapple. Thrapple damage. Sorry. <laughs> Fever Cody wrote this last week when he was in COVID. I, I didn't want to call you out, but I did know. Uh, the spell damages objects in the area and ignites flammable objects in that area, and it is destroyed upon use. Happy Life Day, Ozol. That's pretty cool. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. I will uh, add that. Or I guess if you could add that to my sheet, that would be very cool. You know, I have it saved as a uh, handout, so you could just put Ozol's oh, name okay. gift somewhere. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, and uh, I appreciate that. And that's going to be my turn. Okay. You guys resume trundling down said road? 
I believe that's up to Burn. Um, yeah, that's what the group wants to do. Okay. You trundle down said road. Um, time passes. Day fades into evening. As you get about a quarter of the way to where you're trying to go. Burn! I need you to make an animal handling check, please. Okay, what, what does that mean? Oh, I so, see it. I yeah. see it right here. Critical hit! 25. Well done, I'd love good, to see it. Nice. Streaking through the dark woods at night, you are able to pull the full team of horses to a stop as there is a line of fire across the ground. As you are standing there, essentially, uh, trying to gauge what this fire is, pillars begin to erupt around the cart. Don't look at that one. Around the cart. These bone-like spine protrusions. <laughs> bringing your cart to a standstill. Being that you critically hit, Burn, what do you do before these pillars fully engulf your movement of the vehicle? Um... What are my options? I don't know. Uh, I, you can try and get the whole horse team to go through the fire, but you know that these horses taking damage don't, don't do super well, uh, which they're definitely going to if they go through this wall of fire. Uh, you have enough time to probably ditch the reins and make a call to arms, uh, getting everyone ready for whatever is about to happen. You can um, hop off and double flip with your sword or something. Yeah, I mean, I I stopped the I stopped the cart just in time. So, let me. Uh, do I have like a horn, like or a, like a bell I can ring that let everybody know? Sure. Yeah, we'll say there's a bell. All right. Ding 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 ding. The bell of battle. <laughs> I ring it. I love so everything about everybody. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, you... There is trouble afoot. You ding the battle bell. Ding, ling, ling, ling. Uh, how do the rest of you like to respond? Go ahead. Uh, let's actually roll initiative. Hey, you'll love to see it. Uh, let's see. Double click my token. My initiative is 12. I can run to Caliban for you. I Thank forgot you. to select my token. Hold on. Um, we also have a $20 super chat from Mark. Random blessings on these angels of valor. So, Holy cow. Um, whenever you want me to roll that, Cody, you let me know. Uh, or I guess whenever you want us to roll, rather. Yeah. We'll do that probably after what's happening here. Copy that. Uh, catching up on the initiative, Stolas has a 20, Marius has an 18, uh, Burn has a 12, and Caliban also has an 18. Uh, his is actually just a tiny bit higher than Marius's, though. Oh, I still have stuff on here from last time. That's kind of weird. It's only weird if you make it weird, bro. Yeah. Well, don't. Well, it's only showing mine, though. That's interesting. 
Anyways. Um, Stolas, you are first. Alright, uh, what exactly am I seeing besides these... Can I perceive anything, or...? Oh, yeah. You are on the assault deck, I'm assuming, at this point? Yeah, yeah I was up Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say you're on the, the, the starboard, yeah, left? Starboard's left, right, Max? Or is that port side? That is, uh, ships. Multiplanes. Oh, well, so, well... <laughs> You are on the left side of the battleship. You see a uh, 30-foot long, 20-foot high wall of black and green fire. Black and and green fire? Yep. It's orange on here because that's the only color I have, but it's black. Oh, (laughs) okay. I was like, uh, in addition to that? Okay. Um, I can't see any, like, people or anything down below. Not from where you are at. This is the cool thing about having dark vision. The, or, sorry, not cool. Cruel thing about having dark vision. You cannot perceive what is past the wall. You definitely uh, can try and make a perception check or investigation if you <clears> use <throat> your whole turn to, like, actively search or fly up and over. Yeah, I think what I'll do is I'm going to have Stolas kind of fly around the cart trying to see maybe any sort of incoming threats uh, and roll perception. Okay, and just remember your flying speed is 10 feet slower because your flying speed is equal to your walking speed for the day. Okay. Let's see. Where are you? Here we go. An 11. 11. In 11, you can make out just at the edge of the fire a hulking figure holding some sort of lantern or large object um, and a massive sword. Uh, He appears to have this large metallic armor, these four huge horns, and what looks like a giant trunk, as if he's some sort of war elephant person. Wow. Okay. I'm going to relay this information everybody. <laughs> he also has some sort of weird like WWE belt A across WWE? his uh, waist. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Burn, there seems to be some kind of giant elephant man. <laughs> oh yes, and he's he's super big. He's like 15 feet tall. Forgot to put that in there. I th- I don't know what he's doing on the other side of that, but he doesn't exactly look friendly. Gross. <laughs> okay. Anything else you'd like to do for your turn, Stolas? He has not attacked. He has not moved. His sword is like plunged into the ground and he's kind of leaning on it. Okay. Uh, I guess I will go ahead and um... land and very cautiously kind of hang back because Stolas is not feeling 100% normal right now and is still grappling with his wiggly legs so I'm just going to uh, maybe prepare a spell if need be okay what spell would you like to prepare um 
I guess uh, Eldritch Blast. Okay. You ready, Eldritch Blast? Caliban uh, is next. Uh, he has been filled in on the Elephant Band, to say the least. Caliban, uh, now, what are these particular tokens that are beside the uh, the cart? Great question. So around the battle cart, there are these large skeletal pillars that have come up in the free spaces around the cart. Uh, the cart is not 100% to scale. I kind of had some troubles downsizing it to use it for a battle map. So it's obviously much bigger. And it was kind of wonky trying to fit things anywhere. Anyways, so around, like in between the wheel wells, in front of the cart, behind the cart, they have immobilized it from moving, essentially being that if you were to try and move the cart through them, it would probably shred pieces of the cart off or deal damage to you. Prevent, not necessarily preventing you from moving, but deterring you from moving. Kalaman is going to attempt to uh, use Winter's Howl to break this pillar uh, right okay. beside them. Uh, Perfect. He rolls a 10. That hits. Hit. Uh, it would be... Nine points of damage, six from slashing, three from ice. Perfect. Uh, he deals a, a reasonable amount of damage to these pillars. Uh, oh, he actually gets two swings because he is uh, six level. Perfect. So second swing would be a 15 and uh, 11 points on this pillar. Okay. Uh, otherwise, he does have, doesn't have anything else he would do. Okay. Uh, he hits it. It is critically wounded. The pillar, like, just literally made of bone as it begins to crumble around and across the ground, creating kind of difficult terrain as it begins to erode uh, from his battle axe attacks. Marius. I will fly down to here and uh, gain a bit of altitude uh, as I go up and... Uh, Ask, who blocks the road from our passage? Uh, is that where you're standing? Uh, as of now, yes. Okay. Will you give me a perception check? I will most certainly give you a perception check. If I can get my character sheet to open. Perception is a 25. Okay. Oops. Uh, objects and tokens. This guy's riding it, but he's kind of hard to see since of where he's sitting. So I will just move this one up and put this one right here. Uh, you can make out three large figures. And then you feel something, Marius. Something slither past in response to you. Uh, unfortunately, this takes an action, but you feel as if something is trying to communicate with you. It it It's speaking to my mind? Yes, but it cannot go because it rolled a zero for initiative until the end of your turn. And the way that I have worded this specific ability, it is their action. Interesting. Uh, but you 
you can make out some sort of flying four-winged mantid-like creature with a scorpion tail and a crossbow who's flying about ten feet above you. And some sort of dark wizard riding some sort of four-armed creature. Are they hostile looking? Are they going to respond to me? Uh, the only person who seems to be doing anything is the mantid-like creature has a crossbow leveled in your direction. And the wizard is holding his hand up, assumedly focusing on whatever spell is in front of him. But they have not taken aggressive action, even though they clearly had the chance to. They have just stopped your travel. Hmm. Well, I won't be the first one to strike. But what I will do is I will uh, expend a bonus action and cast Sanctuary okay. on myself, since I am up in the air. Uh, so it's a, one, it's a bonus action casting time, 30 foot range, a creature within the range. Durations for one minute does not require concentration. You ward the creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or a harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. This spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects, such as the explosion of a fireball. If the warded creature makes an attack, so, uh, casts a spell that affects an enemy creature or deals damage to another creature, the spell ends. Okay. And uh, that is all I will do for my turn, then. Wise choices. Uh, and then, let's see. Mark myself with... Anything else? Sorry? That is it. That's all I, okay. have, I will do for my turn. Perfect. Burn, didn't you go first? Oh, no. You had your no, health. Yeah, I was okay. at the battle card. Go ahead, burn. It is your turn. Oh, what? <clears throat> it's Ozol's turn. No, it's not. Ozol rolled a 13. Burn has a 13.1. What are you looking at? It says 12.12. Why is my fucking... My thing's all messed up on my end. Sorry. Go ahead, Ozol. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he has uh, a 12.12. I have a 12.1. Yeah, I beat him by a point, uh, one. Uh I'm going to move to the front of the cart. Um, did Ozal hear any of, you know, kind of what Marius was, um, chatting over here? Would he have heard that? You, you heard Stolotz's description back to you okay. of this large elephantile man. And then Marius, I don't think, has expressly said that he's communicating what he sees other than saying who blocks the road. Copy that. Um, I'm going to have the, uh, a Vor fly to here. And Vor has a tremendous dark vision. Um, and will I be able to see this um, gang of individuals here with that dark yes. vision? The, the <clears throat> wizard himself specifically tilts his head up to look right at Vor with a smile. Okay. Um, does Vor believe them to be hostile? Ooh, that's a kind of a loaded question. Why don't you give me... <laughs> perception from Vor himself. Okay. Uh, give me two seconds. I need to do it the right way. 
Uh, perception? Yeah. Or uh, um, wisdom, if you don't have perception. Yeah, there we go. Nine. A chill runs down the Tressum's spine as he feels fear. That is the emotion he feels. Okay. Does he observe um, the wizard doing anything when he sees yes. him? Yes. Uh, he seems to be having his hand outreached, either focusing upon the fire and or the pillars. You're not quite sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit him with a magic missile. And I'm going to um, cast that at the normal uh, casting. Uh, and I rolled a three for the force. And I'm going to aim that at the wizard. Interesting. It streaks towards the wizard. And he's riding this four-armed creature. And instead of hitting him, it hits the creature he is riding. Is he on top of this thing? Yes. Sorry. I, when I oh, put the tokens okay. under there, he was like under him, but he is technically on top of it. Yes. He is riding it. Okay. He Did he cast it. a spell to make that happen or was it, re how was it redirected? You believe based on observing burn that he has some sort of bond with this mount to where he can defer damage one direction or the other. Okay. So he'll take, um, nine damage. Okay. Of force damage. And does that uh, ability break his concentration or cause him to take a concentration check? It does not. Okay. And that's going to be our turn. Burn. Yeah, um... I'm sorry, my headphones had died for a second there. We, I guess we know these guys are attacking us? You don't know that, no. They, okay. unfortunately, all have a group initiative that is zero. So, that's what you know. So Zach just attacked them for... Zach just no made reason. a declaration of war, correct. Oh, what? This guy was freaking Voreau. He's casting a spell, concentrating on a spell in front of us. That's a hostile act, my guy. I mean, I, probably safe to say that they were going to attack, but I mean, you didn't know that for a fact. We know of um, a black wizard that's been causing trouble. That in seems towns. racial. I don't think. It's a black robed wizard. What are you talking Whoa, about? Dude. You didn't say robed. You did not say robed. I'm a white wizard. There's a blue wizard. There's a red <laughs> wizard. I didn't actually that's make it sound any better, cow. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. White robed. Um, and black robed, how dare you? Okay, I'm gonna cancel. <laughs> uh, let's Go see, ahead, where Bert. is it? Um, I'm gonna. I want to make sure I got the right one here. Yeah, I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith. It okay. Brings my armor class to. 21. Okay. Right? Yes, I believe so. Your armor class currently is 19. If it adds a plus 2, yes, that would be Yes, it 21. goes to 21. Yeah. Oh, no. There we go. Okay, uh, and uh, let's see, can I ready a spell? or? I guess I'll just I'll just wait. 
Let's see what happens. That'll be my turn. Okay. They go. Marius, in response to what you said, you feel, all of you, begin to feel this wave of oppression hit you. As this voice begins to fill your mind. Stolas, Marius, and Ozal. You know this to be true, that it is filling your mind. Burn and Calamban, you begin to hear voices that are all-encompassing around you. They speak in unison, but when you look to find them, it's almost as if the source shifts, as if it's hiding itself from behind you. And the voice says, Well met, travelers upon the road. We are your escort to Castle Ravenloft. Fear not, the horsemen of Strahd are here to protect you on your travel. And the fire fades. I knew it, bro. I knew it. The final figure chooses to show himself. Riding atop this dark unicorn-like creature, you can make out some sort of kobold-esque creature holding a large battle standard. Um, Zach, if you want to zoom out just a skosh, you'll see I just pulled something up. Um, that has emblazoned upon it the sigil of Strahd. And he says, if, if I may, we shall give haste to your travel and take several days off your journey. If not, we shall remain in the lead, guiding you back to the castle. What say you, Seraph? As the small creature on this large unicorn tilts its head, uh, it's kind of bat-like wings wrapped around it, looking up towards you. If you were going to keep the fog away from our cart, I think that would be fine. Let us go. Okay. The pillars, one by one, begin to crumble and disappear as the uh, wizard stops focusing on his spell. And they begin to board your cart. Oh, we did not mention then. You said escort. Escort does not mean ride along. You take the front. We're not. All I simply have to do is touch your cart, and we shall travel faster. But you have to consent as a party. I say you can lead in front, but uh, it, I have no de- desire for you to uh, enter our cart. What say you, Baron? Uh, I don't know. They're going to save several days off of our trip. Are you going to teleport us? Is that what's happening here? It is all within the power of the standard. And he gestures to this large, like, battle standard that has the the symbol of Ravenloft carved or uh, embossed upon it. It's extremely grotesque looking, and you you would recognize this burn as something you would wave across the battlefield, almost like warring factions. 
uh, as your standard bearer would carry it. Oh, I see it. <laughs> um, is there a way for them to like just get to the roof, or they got to go through the whole cart? Uh, so the battle cart itself boards to the assault deck, um, which is kind of that middle layer. You could let them on the roof. There are ladders to do that, should you want to. This is also where the ballista is at. But yeah. Um, he will also say to you, and we can dispose of our mounts so that they do not plague your beautiful barge. It's up to you guys. I don't mind. Ozal? Several days off our journey would be most welcome. How long will it take us to get to the castle? Are you talking like, are you asking me, Cody the Dungeon Master, how many days of travel does it take on the cart without I'm asking help? Rat the Witness. Oh, he says, merely two hours. And without your assistance? Four days. <laughs> I'll turn to Burn and say my boy we're traveling with eight barrels of gold that belong to Strahd that's four days worth of encounters that we'll have to protect this gold we, we are his servants we are not allowed to harm you unless you harm us though I do believe our Ozal is quite angry you attacked him your Ozal now, try to get a closer look at the wizard. Yes. Your old body. Our. Ozal. And sure as shit, as he removes his wide brim hat, you can make out the snake, the rotting snake like features, and the slit throat of this black robe wizard who smiles at you and says, Happy name day, brother. Happy name day, indeed. Burn, they have an ozol. All right. Well, I'm, I'm okay with uh, them helping us, just because we have uh, very valuable cargo. That's, that's what I have to say about that. I mean, how do okay. we know they're not going to rob us? <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. Let's take it to a vote. Ozal, are you, you in favor? How oh, can ahead. you prove to us that you're agents of Sarad? He's never mentioned any of you. The small one on the back of this dark unicorn plants the standard into the ground and a different voice protrudes inside your mind. And you hear the spine-chilling voice of the Dark Lord of Barovia fill the air. Worry not, Ozal and the Jets. I have sent some <laughs> servants to help you along your path. Should my tax money go missing again, I will be less than pleased, but as of this moment, you have my protection 
through dinner and in the castle. You shall be received in the gates, and my servants shall bother you no more for today. I would like to insight that, if I may. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Can I arcana that also? You can. An 11 is what I got on my insight roll. Uh, I'm going to roll an arcana, 23. I want to see if that's a minor or major illusion. Like a it press is... the digitation. Not a minor or major illusion. It is, in fact, a direct telepathic, you think probably, message. But it is Strahd's voice. Does Ozal the Defiler still have that ring on him? Yes, he does. I want that ring back. All right. Okay, well, I'm, I'm in favor of the assistance. What say you, Burn and Marius, Stolas, Caliban? I'm fine with that. They would say that we should not allow them to enter the deck. They can ride along on the railing or the roof. I think that's a good compromise. Fair enough. Um, they will dismount their creatures. The Ozol actually waves hand and large plume of fire and they will begin to board your deck the flying creature is first and lands on the roof followed by the other three Oops. as they board your battle barge uh, as Rat the Witness climbs the roof he plants his standard and shouts to you, Burn. Command them to drive. Straight forward, and I shall do the rest. Their only path is to travel straight. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah! Okay. You hit the reins, and as you do that, the very earth itself begins to shift as trees begin to uproot and move. Roads begin to not necessarily appear in your wake, but smoother ground is flattened over the different rumps and ripples as you begin to head in a straight, direct line towards Castle Ravenloft. You are approaching faster speeds than anything you have really ever felt. Um, flocks and flocks of these disgusting-looking bats and vultures begin to circle around the caravan itself, or I'm sorry, the um, battle wagon, you can make out on side to side horrific creatures that begin to rise out of the ground as the, the land responds to Strahd's will. You begin to head down a ravine as the river begins to divert, giving you dry ground, and the mist begins to narrow to a tunnel around the cart. After about an hour's worth of travel, you will arrive at the gates of Castle Ravenloft. Swallowed um, by the mist, and then suddenly, as if it was gone, just as soon as it came, you arrive to the gates. Can I do one thing with Caliban before we get off? Yeah. I'll walk up to Caliban and say, Caliban, do you trust me? He says yes. 
Of course, it was all. I am the breaker of uh, chains. I live and exist to help you and the team. Then please don't take this personally. And I'll take my staff and just kind of like whack him on the shin to hopefully see if he'll give me a single tear for my glass file. Give me an attack roll with your <laughs> staff. All right. Uh, it's a 10. Uh, his armor class is a 16, so you hit him and he just looks down at you and then back up and is super confused and like shakes his head like, what? Why? Why would you do that? Not enough to give a single tear? Not enough to give a single tear. He is a barbarian, my guy. How dare you, Caliban. Okay. That's fine. I thought it would work. Sorry, man. I mean, you can attempt again if you want, but... That's up to you. He might actually bite you. (laughs) Well, that didn't work. I'll, I'll look at down and I'll say... Caliban, hit me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Not with Winter's How, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, he uh, he deals you an unarmed strike. 19 to hit. There you go. Uh, dealing you six bludgeoning damage. Perfect. Uh, gut punch, and I will uh, grab the vial and uh, uh, capture some tears from that. And I'll kind of like hunch over for a second and say thank you Caliban and then I'll leave his quarters okay uh, you as you come up the, the twisted path you're actually at these two pillars with a um, kind of gate bridge in front of it the cart begins to slow as the, the effect of this banner wears off and you hear Rat say to his party, Gore, Tiris, Ozal, we're leaving. We have done our job. Uh, and in kind, they all offload at the gatehouse. Uh, you travel across this super narrow, rickety bridge over this deep chasm with water just flowing, absolutely flowing, and then off onto a waterfall as you see the silhouetted castle that you first saw as you entered this realm. Uh, You come through the gates to Castle Ravenloft. Um, They are super big. Um, The gates of Castle Ravenloft, um, after winding through the forest and craggy mountain peaks, the road takes a sudden turn east and a startling awesome presence of Castle Ravenloft towers before you. Uh, your carriage comes to a stop between the turrets, which is where your, their team was let off. Um, broken from years of exposure beyond the guard towers uh, is the precipice of a 50-foot-wide fog-filled chasm that disappears into unknown depths off the waterfall. Uh, the drawbridge is lowered, and the walls stand 50 feet tall. As you arrive to the outside, uh, let me reveal some map here for you. Did that work? Uh, it's still like a triangle thing. Let's try again. 
Reveal. Come on. Still looks like a triangle thing. Do you want us to also roll our uh, blesses for Mark? Yes. Why don't you guys do that while I'm revealing this part of the map? Perfect. Uh, I'll roll mine first. So if everyone wants to roll a d20, I got a 10, which is a uh, treasure. Uh, and then if you guys want to roll yours, we can see what you got. I think he clearly stated the Angels of Valor. I believe that would uh, be myself and Stolos there, sir. Oh, this up. You don't need oh, actually, wings to be an angel. Just <laughs> actually, you may be right, actually. He just said these Angels of Valor. Where uh, you have to clarify, I guess. For some reason, that was $5 a roll. Or I guess we could do... He put random, so we could do two random... Uh, team members. Yeah, I, I already have two things from last time, so I'm fine with giving someone else the role. It's up to Cody, I guess, how you want to do it. Yeah, let's make it random. Okay, uh, do we have... I'm trying to find that chart that I made for you. Give me one second. Uh, okay, I'll roll 2d20. And we got a 4 and a 13. And I will try to find out who that is for. Let me see if I can find it in our messages, Cody. <clears throat> Unless you have it off the top of your head. I do not have it off the top of my head. I am so sorry. Okay, I will find it right now. Uh, can you tell us what we're looking at while I'm looking that up? Yes. Let me give you this here. Walls of Ravenloft, come on. Hold on, I gotta restart roll 20 here crash on me it's fine um i'm looking up those blesses so just give me one second uh does anyone want to tell me what they're doing while we look this up real quick You mean as we get here? Sure. I'm just trying to look up the... Uh, I had a chart that was like, what, uh, who gets what, but I'll just redo it real quick. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to dismount here. I don't know where my token is yet, but... <clears throat> this place is huge! What a map! is quite big uh so let's see what we got here looks like a big castle there god damn this is huge our card's like a little tiny baby thing right look at that we got a handle here the walls of ravenloft yes so this is the walls <coughs> of ravenloft this place is utterly massive um if you look even here 
This is just, just the first floor. <laughs> yeah, this is just the castle grounds. Um, wow. So when you come in, um, you come in across the precipice here, um, and your horses just stop naturally, offloading into the gate. There is this huge open courtyard that is just ominously dark. Look at these uh, ramparts. Yes, there is utter stillness. The mist itself um, does not seem to touch the walls, really, other than kind of like clinging to the ground. Um, thick cloud fogs swirl above the, the, the courtyard in the night sky. Um, sporadic flashes of, of light, kind of lance sweeping through the clouds overhead as thunder shakes the ground. Through the drizzle, you can see these torches and flames kind of flickering uh, right here as this gate begins to open uh, into the actual castle receiving area. Warm light spills out, flooding the courtyard. And high above the entrance, there is a, like this big rounded window uh, that looks like maybe at one point it was stained glass that has just been destroyed uh, the castle definitely is suffering from neglect and exposure. Um, the walls are kind of crumbling and eroding in spots, but it's kind of hard to tell, being that it's nighttime in the foyer. Um, just catching up there, um, if Marius and Burn could roll for me a d20, that would be great. I haven't One seen a castle this big since the Lindell Royal Capital. <laughs> you said a d20? Yes, sir. Oh, I got a one. <laughs> oh, wow. You get a I random potion. Seven. And you get advantage on a roll. Okay, dogs. All right. Is there anyone here to greet us, Cody? Yes. Sorry, I have to re-pull up all of my handouts here uh, because when I closed Roll20, it literally closed everything I had open. So okay. uh, be patient. I am so sorry. Uh, uh, I, while you're doing that, I'll walk up to Burn and say, Burn, we must be on our guard while we're here. Do you still have the blood spear that I gave you? Uh, yes. Keep it handy. It's a magic weapon, and we may find ourselves against magic enemies. And, cool. uh... That's it. I guess it looks like a door just opened, so... Yes. The doors to the front entrance open as a sweeping figure stands on the other side of the threshold. Um, the entryway uh, is these two huge ornate doors. Um, they're flanked by torches and iron sconces. Um, 20 feet inside this room, so door to door, is another set of doors that open <laughs> towards them. And you hear playing through the mist in Oregon.
Standing inside, silhouetted by the light, is a slender figure with his hands crossed across his body, waiting for you to enter. That's nothing but a bit dramatic. And, uh... I will go I... inside the cart. Uh, Burn, Calaman, would you mind helping me while Lozo walks his way up here? Let's bring the, uh... the tax money off the cart. The figure strows forward into the second set of open double doors, and he says, Ah, yes. You're finally here. I see that you... And he kind of brushes off some dust from his shoulder as his pointed ears stick out um, in the entryway from these sconces. Uh, you've accepted the help of the horsemen. I wasn't sure if they were either going to kill you or actually help you, but they seem to have listened. Yeah, um, you can leave the tax money just outside the cart. Uh, no need to carry it around. Uh, our, our wait staff will take care of it. The master would like to meet with you. If you are ready. Okay. Uh, Cody, can you bring that audio uh, music down just a bit, please? Yes, I can. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Well, I will uh, begin walking towards the opening. Yes. And I, I will uh, blink vor just for now. Perfect. Uh, as you enter the first sets of doors, um, he introduces himself as Rahadin. You can see that he is kind of this dusk elf looking creature. He's got this wicked scar across the top of his head. Um, very fine yet elderly features for being um, the elf that he is. As he looks you up and back down and he says, is this what you're wearing to dinner? Are these robes not fine enough, Rahadin? They are clean enough, I suppose, and the white accents you color well. I suppose that that will be acceptable. You may intra, and he kind of gestures deeper into the castle. What kind of digs is he wearing? Uh, he's wearing this really like finely cut, recently clean, from what you can tell, um, black and red robe, uh, like an overcoat sort of over this very ornate elven leather armor. Uh, it has these embossed kind of silver swirls. Um, closer look, they're not actually metallic as much as it is like nightly, ornately embossed threading across the, the clothing. Um, and he has a scimitar and is just super finely well-dressed. Uh, albeit having a critical eye for others, I suppose. You know, Ozal know. does okay. have those fancy clothes he paid for. I'm wearing them. Oh, you're wearing them. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that this is not up to your standards, my friend. These are the finest clothes us lowly mortals can purchase in Barovia. I have appropriate clothing for each member, should you want to change. Would you be so kind to show me? Of course, yes. Gather the others, and he starts snapping his fingers at all of you. 
Come along. All right. Easy, Stolas. I know how you feel about elves. Please don't remind me. <laughs> well, you hate them. You hate elves. Stolas, how do you take that as he says that to you? Um, what, what does that do to you? What does what do to me? When he reminds you of your hatred of elves. Oh, Stolas is well aware of the fact that he hates elves. And the fact that this elf is offering him clothing is like a hit to his pride. Hmm. Hmm. But, you know, he's... He's going to follow behind Ozal and see how this plays out. He may not want to wear the clothes. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go ahead and um, fall in line behind Ozal then if you're just kind of following him over. Marius, how are you doing? I mean, I am taking the, uh, taking the time to unload the cart and bring all of the funds off because I don't wish for any of Strahd's servants to step foot on onto our uh, mighty battle cart. Oh, that's very so, very smart of you. Along with uh, Burn and Kalimban. I had asked them to help me do this. Uh, Kalimban for sure is helping you. Burn, are you helping? Yes. Okay. Uh, you spend the next 10-15 minutes offloading them. as Rahadin patiently waits. That should just about do it. He said leave him outside the cart. I'll, uh, I'll lock up here. Okay. I set the alarm. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Trundle, Trundle, brays as you you set the alarm. Marius. All right. Well, All right. let's let's make our way inside then. Okay. Apologies. Oh, you're fine. Uh, you make your way into the main foyer. Uh, it is decently extravagant. We'll put you over here at a K8. Um, <coughs> so you you walk through the set of double doors that uh, lead into the main entrance of the castle. Uh, overhead in the, the vaulted foyer... Uh, are four statues of dragons that glare down at you. Their eyes flicker in the torchlight uh, with this kind of metallic red sheen to them. Um, as you make your way into the great hall, cobwebs begin to stretch from column to column. The vaulted ceiling uh, is just great and huge in this dusty area. It's dimly lit in here, but for those of you with dark vision, you know, it's not too bad. There's little iron sconces and you know, just enough light for you to feel comfortable as the doors close on their own as you enter. Um, 
in this room, there are scattered around the room uh, these hulking gargoyles that are kind of squatting on these um, like uh, podiums, almost almost like sculpted art uh, on the rim of this domed ceiling. Um, it's very uneasy because the, the, the gothic setting of this castle in general um, is just larger beyond scope than most castles you guys have probably been to, let alone for just one lonely organ-playing man. Uh, he looks the rest of you up and down as you enter and the door is shut behind you. Um, Ozal, you've been approved, but he has offered you clothing. Uh, he looks at Caliban and just shakes his head and says, he, did you at least press a digitation, this one? I can smell him from here. Is that his natural smell? Or? I have, actually. Mm, he will need to be washed and bathed as well kind of like moves his hands and like contorts his face in disgust as he moves on to Stolos looking Stolos up and back down he says this one this one has pride and is well preened look at you handsome as ever what was your name against Stolos I believe if our intel is correct that's correct hmm. this one is a prized specimen you should be proud to have them Go ahead. Were you going to say something to us? I didn't want to cut you off. No, no. I'm good. Okay. Uh, he walks over to you, Burn, and kind of looks down and then way up at you. He says, the one-eyed giant. Handsome-ish features, I suppose, but we should probably get you some fur and something else to accent your drab armor, don't you think? Sounds good to me. Hey guys, he called me handsome. He Marius. also called you a giant one-eyed. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> that helmet That's is quite no spectacular. Eye. It's striking. Is that a masterwork piece? Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say? He, he said uh, he compliments your helmet, saying it's quite striking, and then asks oh. if it's a masterwork piece of armor. Uh, it is, isn't it? Didn't I pick it up from that church? You did, yep. It is. Good eye. It's quite old. I'd say a relic of the first era. Very, very nice. Hmm. Marius Rahadin turns his eyes to you, and he looks at your wings, and then your skin, and then he spits on the ground, and he says, Bestani. Yes, do you have problem with my people? multiple problems with them. Don't steal anything from the castle, please. Keep your thieving hands to yourself. We'll see how your master behaves. <laughs> he just kind of pompously smiles. Indeed. I'm sure he'll enjoy his dinner the same way you enjoy yours. Um, do you, and then he kind of looks at your clothing and he says, this is all you have to wear? I have other clothes, but this is what is comfortable at this point in time. Yes, well, you can't be meeting with Strahd looking like that. Is Project Runway? Are we here to discuss <laughs> tax matters? 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and with that, he begins to lead you up the stairwell. Follow along. We wouldn't want you getting lost in the castle, would we? So there are a couple ways we can do this. Um, the castle's big, so I can either move you from place to place if you'd like to explore a little bit at this time, or we can expedite this and you will have time to explore potentially later, depending on how good dinner goes. How would you like to proceed? I mean, we're here to meet Strahd, not to do fashion with this. Yes, but in order elf. to meet the master and his guests, you must look appropriately. I would say for now, just take us up to the room. Okay. Okay, we will head up to this one here. You are led through several doors um, across the map. Oh, uh, let me actually slide you over here. What? There we go. Uh, up several sets of staircase winding up and through multiple corridors. Um, Ozal, you're probably going to have to zoom out and then back in. As they double copied. Come on. Hold on two seconds here. I'm going to just delete you all. Hold on, stop moving, Ozo. There we go. Um, and into a lavish bedchamber where clothing is laid out for each of you. Um, Can you describe what the clothing looks like? Yes. Uh, a large bed sits in the center of this room. Uh, each, each of its four corner posts um, have this big black canopy around it and kind of this gold trim um, and tassels on it. It's very ornate, as uh, Rahadin says, this is the guest bedroom. Um, it's placed equidistant in the room. Uh, there's a banded door to the west wall and a similar unbanded door on the east wall. Um, you guys entered from your left, um, which would be the west wall. Um, the clothing, is it laid out for us? The clothing is laid out in your size and cut to your specific trim. Uh, Marius, yours even has little slits for wings in the back. Uh, they are elegant robes um, for the smaller folk, uh, being Stolos, Marius, and Ozol. Um, lavish black robes with red sashes. Each of them have this gray embossed um, sigil of Ravenloft that you've seen on like several official documents. Um, for you larger gentlemen, there are larger sets of several layered robes 
um, each tailored to your size and cut. And they are extremely striking and fashionable, but almost like, um, not like, almost like a gi, more or less for you, Burn, due to your size. Um, and then for Caliban, his has also been cut for his uh, potential tail that he may or may not have. Uh, and the girth of his body. Uh, Rahadin will kind of gesture to the clothing and say, feel free to try it on. Asher will be here shortly to help those of you who need help washing. Um, he says, I shall be outside when you are ready to be led back down to the master. Are these gifts from Strahd? Are these... Yes, our master sends his regards. Each of, each of these clothing is easily worth, you know, five to seven hundred gold pieces. That's what I paid for my clothing. That was not good enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who here is going to change? I mean, I will change it to clothes that have been provided. Free clothes? Are you kidding me? I'm taking them. Burn, hand me the bag of clothing. Uh, clothing, Jesus Christ, a whole thing. I hand him the bag. But Burn's gonna, like, put his robe on kind of like, um... You know how, like, Templars used to wear, like, their cloaks over their armor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna look like that. It's very classy. Down just a touch on the music. Um, I will, uh... I don't know if I want to wear the robes. Um, I guess I will. I don't want to be a party pooper. I will uh, put the robe on. And, uh, yeah. I'll turn to Caliban and say, I believe they wanted to wash you, Caliban. Perhaps you should take care of that before changing into these robes. And as if on cue, there is a knock at the door. Uh, it's more or less for formality, being that you are a guest in the castle, but it still kind of, you know, sets you off on ease a little bit. Um, as the door opens, you see a striking man enter the room, and he announces himself as Asher. He says, I am... One of the consorts of the castle, and I have come to wash any of you fine gentlemen who need to be washed. (laughs) Uh, He's holding a large bowl uh, with like a steaming hot pitcher in the other hand, and he's kind of wearing a satchel that has several what you would assume is ointments based on things clicking around as he begins to set these down uh, on one of the small end tables. He pulls out cloths and perfumes, and he says, shall we... See who wants to go first. Caliban, be sure to wash underneath your nails. Yeah, and I will... Oh, go ahead. Oh, what, what, what was this guy saying? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had the pleasure of washing a dragonborn. Don't enjoy it too much, my friend. And uh, mm. I will take a seat on the couch. Okay. Maybe you just watch as he's begins to get washed. Like, oh, I thought he's taking yeah. a different room. I'm sorry. Nope. Oh, that's he's doing weird. it right here. He begins to like just 
slowly, almost seductively take off pieces Ew. of clothing from Calamban and set them down <laughs> this onto the bed. And he says, should we have these laundered while you're here? Uh, he says to Calamban, Marius, since you're playing him, this is your, uh, your roleplay interaction, eh? I don't think Calamban would agree to do it, but that's just me. <laughs> okay, yeah, he reluctantly refused. As, as you say, we shall pack them away in a bag for you for dinner, of course. Uh, and he begins to kind of pull out specialty tools and instruments to preen this dragonborn. Uh, if he, <laughs> any of you who don't want to stay can exit through the door I came in. Rahadin is in the waiting room, should you not want to watch this? As he begins to like slowly pull down his trousers. I will do that. It was all these. That, uh, uh, good luck, Calamban. I will keep an eye on this weird Escher as uh, Calamban gets bathed. Um, is there not any wine in this place? Oh. <laughs> You're a connoisseur, are you? Tell me, Marius, what kind of wine do you desire? The kind that uh, has been produced from grapes? The kind that'll get you drunk! <laughs> he says. You're a funny one, aren't you? Such a drab humor. You know as well as I do, Brovia has some of the finest wine. I was just curious, curious of what grade of wine you would like. What, pray tell, are the options then? Well, of course, we have the peasant wine of the grape mash number three, your middling wine, still not good enough for my lord of the red dragon crush, and of course, his specialty of reserve, the champagne du liston. Considering you are not the master of the house, I would not assume to take the top shelf. Uh, I think the Red Dragon Crush would be perfectly fine for a guest. Yes, of course. Excellent of your choice. You are very well mannered for one of your kind. Seems uh, racial. Is everyone in this house a racist and just a fucking bigot? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Damn well. Welcome to Ravenloft, my guy. I haven't seen a racist person yet, and here we go. This, how dare you? You know, this thieving Vistani. Funny, coming from the guy who pointed out the fucking <laughs> wizard earlier. He also had a threatening aura about him, Dean. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure they all do, Zach. <laughs> Feared for your safety. I took yeah. action. Motherfucker, you rang the battle bell. Don't be coming at me. He he says something under his breath um, as he dips lower on Caliban to clean him. Um, and coming through the doorway on the yeah, far side is. Uh, is a young girl. She is holding a tray of wine. Uh, has some cheese on it. Uh, she gives a very regal bow to Rahadin, who gives her kind of a half bow back. 
she pulls a wine flute out, or cup flute, wine cup, yeah, fancy fancy wine cup. Uh, it's kind of a, a wide mouth cup for this darker wine. Uh, it's got scroll work engraved into the crystal, and she offers one to you, Ozal. She says, "Would you like some wine?" Thank you. Okay. And I will. And, um, do I notice anything about her? Like what? Anything familiar? You um, definitely can ask some questions. This roleplay episode. Um, Velaki was the town that we were in before Barovia, correct? I'm sorry. Yes, that was the last town we were just in with all the festivals. Was Velaki? Barovia was where we were before with uh, Ismark. Correct. My lady, have you made it as far? As Barovia? Well, of course. We're all from Barovia. Do you have family there? Oh, I suppose. Yes or no? Uh, she looks kind of towards Rahadin, who inclines his head, and she says, I'm simply just here to serve the wine. Hmm. Curious. And be rude, apparently. You're not in there, turd. Sorry. I'll take a seat and uh, begin pondering this. Okay. Uh, she prances over to you, Stolas. Oops, as I lose my, her character token in, inside of you. Um, and she offers you a strange-looking flute glass that almost looks as if it was designed for your beak to drink out of. Um, it says wine. Um, yes, thank you. I appreciate the, uh, consideration. Well, the master does like his fine things, as she kind of, like, looks you up and down with a wink. Uh, and she floats past you and into the room where Usher is continuing to make small talk with uh, Marius and Burn. Uh, she enters, giving you a glass of wine. When as you if say from nowhere, who, who is this? When you say float, what do you mean? Oh, float as in um, merrily glides into the room, almost like with the footsteps of an angel. You see this young, beautiful girl. Um, with striking brown hair and bright blue eyes, enter into uh, the room, and she offers you wine, Marius, and burn. And who, who might you be, young lady? Uh, holding a tray in one hand and a skirt, or her part of her skirt in the other, she curtsies to you and she says, I am, of course, Gertruda. Oh, Gertruda, your parents mother... named you that? Your mother has been looking for you. Oh. She's quite mad. That you're gone, that is certain. She's concerned for you. Yes, well, uh, I am... Oh, actually, one moment. Um, as I, like, look back to my pack that's sitting on the couch there, and uh, I pull out a doll and present it to, in front of her. I've been holding uh, on to this for a while. She 
Hmm. I promised your mother I would try and find you. And why would I ever want to leave such a wonderful place as this? I feel as if I am a princess inside of this castle. And the master is so kind. Princesses don't serve people wine, Gertruda. Come now. She gives you the largest glass of wine. Can I make a uh, insight on that comment that she just made? Of course. She truly believed this. Uh, a 16. You... You think that she is young, naive, and has a twisted, almost fairy tale esque view of this life. Um, she seems to be kind of making just whatever the easiest, simplest choice is. Uh, she doesn't feel like she's in danger. Uh, but, yeah, she seems happy. <clears throat> uh, I want to note that I do not accept the wine. She's, like, struck and back. She says, but such a strong man such as you does not drink wine. Fascinating. I have my own flogon. Oh. She kind of raises an eyebrow to Usher, who raises an eyebrow back at her, and they kind of giggle. She says, okay, I shall leave it for this one. And she gestures to Calamban, who is being waxed at this point. Uh, Jesus, sure they're waxing is. him off? <laughs> <laughs> guy's getting a little spreading, thorough. Spreading this hot wax up part of his armpit and just uh. ripping it off with some of the towels he has as he lets out a low moan. Um, wow. Of discomfort. What the fuck is going on in this episode? Yo, that's totally unnecessary. He's scaly, not furry. Yeah. <laughs> is Strahd going to look at his butthole? What is going Usher, on? Usher looks at you and he says, you, come here, come here, come here, come come, come here. Come here, Marius. Ma no, Marius. Uh, I'm, I'm quite okay from over here on the couch. You, you cannot see... The imperfections I, in the I, scalings I, that I, I can see. I believe we are done here at this point. Please leave so he can get dressed. Look at him. The, the fine no, wax get out. goes in between. Get out. Fine. He raises his hands. He begins to gather up his things as he kind of walks past him, squirting him with perfume. And he says, come on, Gertrude. We are leaving. And they exit the room. Um, Did she take her doll when I presented it no, to her? No, she does not care. Hmm. Maybe I'll. You gonna I'll eat that doll? I'll place it back into my pack. That was one of the funniest interactions I've ever heard. Um, Usher just storms out of the room. And looks at Rahadin and he's like, they would not give me the time to wax his scales to make sure the imperfections... And Rahadin just waves a hand at him and he says, be gone, Asha. Be gone, Gertruda. As I, I walk out behind him and hear this. He <laughs> like scoffs, picking up his things, and he looks loftily into the air, holding his head haughtily, and struts off down the castle corridors. Gertruda, please, please come here. Before uh, you go. She, no, she's going with him, dude. Like, he, Rahadin has sent them both away. So if you were going to try and do that, Marius, you're going to either have to give me 
uh, persuasion or some form of physical, like actually grabbing her because she has been given a, a direct order, more or less. Ah, hmm. uh, sure. I will. I will attempt to provide you a persuasion. Okay. Uh, and I'll gently, like, put my hand on her shoulder as she's beginning to walk off. Gertruda, please, may I have one more moment of your time? Uh, I have rolled a 17. She looks towards Rahadin and then towards you and kind of these big puppy dog eyes. And... Yes? Oh, is there somewhere else that we may speak then, Rahadin? I think here is fine. Don't you, Marius? I'd prefer to speak to the young lady on, on her own. Anything that you have to say her, to her can be said in front of me. I am, of course, the master's personal servant and his most trusted advisor. That may be true, but you could influence the young girl's impression or what she might have to say. He kind of just holds his uh, hands up and says, I am doing no such thing. Isn't that right, Gortruda? Have I influenced you in any way? And she uh, kind of looks towards him and back towards you and just kind of shrugs nonchalant. You're kind of doing it now. <laughs> Burn, you're not in this room. You want to walk out here and say something? Oh, I thought we were all in here together. I'm sorry. You got to move your token, my guy. My bad. You're good. Caliban begins getting dressed as you leave to make to not look at his, you know, you know, you know, demonetization yeah. zone. His scaly lizard. Yes. yes. His penis. His gizzard. <laughs> He's his like gizzard. a turtle. He's like a turtle. He uses his tail. Oh, I thought you meant it goes inside. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we He's got an in that and out. The giant sensor bar fills Calamban as you walk past him, okay? For what he may or may not have down there. Well, how big? <laughs> you know, enough that we don't get rated R, Th you know, on Things screen. that are not appropriate with the uh, streaming channels we are a part of. Anyways. Um, we go much worse. <laughs> I mean, Roll20, this is your chance. If you want to sponsor us, this is the spicy content you can expect from us. That's a joke, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I sponsor us, though, please. All right, fine. If you would be so kind, Rahadin, as to uh, stand outside the door, that is a request from a guest of the house that your master has invited. Uh, I'll attempt one more persuasion. Uh, he he just kind of shrugs and he says, "Fine." Kind of rolling his eyes as he walks across the floor, hands clasped over his chest, and out through the door. You have five minutes. Gertrude, why do you believe that this place is better than your home? She... just kind of looks at you like puppy dog eyed and she's like what? look at this place I I came from a humble shack and this is a, an enchanting palace I mean look at it 
and she'll kind of walk over towards um, the this giant window over here and looking out and she gestures look you can see the entirety of Barovia or like of Ravenloft it's gorgeous on a clear day you can see all the way to Valaki imagine that and I see... stuck in some form of village in the gutter and I see cobwebs all amongst the this room in the corners I see sinking pieces of the roof just outside this window do you not see that this place is not what do you think it is <coughs> excuse me please all of Borovia is run down we are not inexpensive sort I'm happy here do you know what the count is yes royalty she says with a smile he's rich he treats me wonderful I'd like like to, do I see any uh, noticeable bite marks on her uh, it's kind of hard to tell she's wearing like this really high collared fancy dress right like she just is she's dripping as the kids say the full oh, swag castle ravenloft swag pack you know she's got the the ravenloft necklace the ring the em embroidered you know embossed clothing with the house sigils on it kind of the red and black and purple Well, Gertuldra, I can't force you to leave against your will if you do not desire to, but truly, I wish that you would take a proper look at the place and the environment that you are part of. The Night Mother's children are, are gathering and trying to make Borovia a better place, and I'll actually hand her one of my books of her teachings. Do you know how to read, child? Uh, she just kind of rolls her eyes at you, taking the book, and she says, Oh, I'm sure I can get someone to read it to me. You don't know how to read? She just kind of shrugs. Uh, and with that, Rahadin kind of peeks the door open, waving a hand towards her. So it's time for dinner. Fine. Well, think about what I said. If you decide you wish to go... We can take you somewhere else once we depart the castle. Uh, she skips along and says, okay. And walks towards Rahadin's waiting grasp and he says, uh, you have some time until it is dinner time. Shall I come grab you or fetch you more wine? Please stay in this room, of course. I think we are ready at this point. Okay. Unless uh, anyone else has something else they wish. Marius. No, I'm good. If I may. Maybe we have the room for a moment. And I'll talk to um, the servant. And uh, Cody said he stepped away for a second. Marius. Do you think she's under 
any duress, or any curse, or perhaps even bitten by the devil himself? I, I do not know. I did try and see, but I did not notice any perceptible marks on her. I don't. I didn't have the time to cast any detection magic to see if what if she was under any sort of spell. But I am concerned that she is here. Likewise, and these people. I agree. Though I did not confirm it for myself, I think she's Mad Mary's daughter. Were you able to glean this information? I would assume so, because I have not heard of any other girl named Vagartruda within the valley. And when I attempted to send a message to her via the sending spell, it was interrupted by Count Strahd, and he was the one who replied to the message. So I believe that she is the only girl that she must be Mary's daughter. Do you think Strahd would be willing to barter with us for her? So that we can return her to her mother? Maybe, but I, we can't force her to leave against her will. Well, is she here against her will? It did not seem so. That is true. Burn, how's your flogging? Very delicious. I uh, don't really trust the wine, so if you guys all pass out on me, I'll be on my own. But It's quite delicious, my boy. We, uh, this castle's not quite what I expected. If I'm it's being huge. Honest. And very nice. I thought it was going to be all run down and scary. It's not well, that that strikes me as odd. It's first the. Oh, Go sorry, ahead. God. First the, the um, the group of folks who took us here. Rahadin himself. Seems to be all about appearances here, and Caliban went through quite the experience. Just strikes me as odd. Something feels off. What say you, Marius? I'm sorry, say that again? Something strikes me as odd about this place. The way we've been treated thus far... ...just doesn't sit right with me. Well, Count Strahd was, is... ...nobility of sorts. The history that I have been told is that he conquered the valley and... ...claimed it as his own. Fighting many of the very same people that, uh... ...Rahadin is a member of. The Dusk Elves. Uh, after which he settled and named this castle Ra Castle Ravenloft. I believe it is his, after his mother, Queen Ravnica. Uh, and of course, you know, the valley itself is named after his father, Count uh, Barovia. And so he built this castle with the earnings that he acquired 
and at this point he's had this place for a few few centuries it's been several generations of my people's time and the story has been passed on through our our time Supposedly, there are many passages along within this this keep, but none of my people have generally been allowed in here. So I am probably one of the few that have actually been allowed to walk the halls of Castle Ravenloft. Marius, do you know what the purpose of us being invited here was, other than the tax money, of course? I suspect that he wishes to know more about these travelers, y'all, you all, as to why you have come to his land, as have I. We have been... Well, in our time here, we have been quite busy. That's true. Though, we do not choose to come here on our own accord. Bernard stole us, and our dearly departed Terrace were on the road one day, and a similar mist to the one that brought us here took us to these lands. If it was up to us, we never would have came here. Yeah. Well, if you hadn't, I probably would have been stuck in that pit still, and... <laughs> I'm glad the Night Mother brought you along my path. Ah, uh, Marius, you would have starved in that pit, I assume. Or you would have sprouted wings and flown away. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> at this point, now I think it's quite, quite convenient that the Night Mother has solved my pit problem for me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but what is it that we care to talk about at the dinner? I imagine he's probably going to be asking us the questions. Well, I, I imagine. I hate him. Well, I suspect he's going to offer us some sort of reward for taking care of the problem that he requested. Several problems. At this point, his country is in massive turmoil on all stages. Well, he may be asking more of us to do. So, I think as a group we need to decide. Are we going to work with the devil that we know? Or try and do something else? Well, you are the one that knows him the most of all of us. My dear boy, it seems that you guys have met on many occasions. Is he one to be trusted? Uh, It's more he has been ambushing me when the opportunity and, uh, let's say, the temperament uh, persuaded him to. I am not fond of his attention on my person, especially as I am growing in my devotion to the Night Mother. It is a little weird that a vampire would want anything to do with a cleric. Maybe he's got a crush on you. Agreed. (laughs) Also, 
He hasn't really tried to harm us, has he? Not, well, he nearly the, killed the one, me. <laughs> the one instance in the uh, the Pumpkin King's Fortress where he nearly wiped out the entire party. Uh, no, no. I remember. he he has not done implicitly done harm on the party. That seems think, more like a show of force than anything. I think it would be foolish, though, of uh, the, us to try and strike up any sort of conflict, considering we have been promised uh, amnesty and safe passage during our time here. But is there anything in particular that the, anyone else wants to request from Strahd? If we are offered some sort of reward... Maybe a way out of here? I don't know if it's possible to leave this place. Probably this my eye. I want my eye back. I have a marble you can use. Still us? Not now. How dare you suggest a marble? Well, uh, I mean, it's about the same size and shape. As you were giggling about the marble, um, Rahadin re-enters and he says, dinner is ready. And with a flourish, he takes you back down the stairs. You guys walk <clears throat> back down the stairway um, through several winding corridors and other stairs and back into the great entry hall. Um, as you enter, the torchlight's kind of flickering in your wake. You make your way further down. Uh, there is a ornate set of armor and a hallway and double doors that reopen As the piano music, or the organ music, picks back up. Jesus, mute, turn it down. Amazing. It's like one of the best songs ever written. Goodness. Oops, wrong one. I hear That's two cool. musics going. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I had to. Uh, you enter to see sitting at the table is Ismark. Oh, no. Um, who is just kind of hanging out, waiting for y'all to be there. Killing Ben. Sorry, my tokens are lagging here. Uh, and Strahd is at the piano playing. How do y'all react? I'll uh, 
stand at the other end of this table here and uh, wait patiently for him to finish playing. Is that Ismark that I see here? It is Ismark. Uh, he is supposed to be sitting at the table, but my tokens went waffly and kind of everywhere. Uh, and he is sitting closest to Strahd. As he just keeps playing. Rahadin will take a seat across from Ismark. And entering from the opposite side of the room is Ismark. Or is Strahd himself. Wait, what? He's playing the piano, but he's also entering. Correct. Amazing. Cool party trick. He's in two places at once. And the Phantom Strahd keeps playing the piano. Or not Phantom, sorry. The. Um, oh, we're at lost. Can you play a little less loudly? <laughs> yes, Jesus I can. Christ. Sorry. I'm trying to gauge multiple things here. My tokens are waffly. Uh, this Strahd will begin serving the first course. As another Strahd enters. also begins serving on this side and another Strahd enters who begins to dish out wine and another Strahd enters who begins to dish out wine on this side of the room and then finally the last Strahd who enters who just kind of stands and watches How we doing, guys? I'm just a little enjoying confused. the party. Which one of you is the real master of this place? Uh, they all smirk and in unison say, "I am." Fun. That doesn't help. Is that what you say, Burn? That, that doesn't help us at all. <laughs> you are all Count Strahd von Zarovich? I am. I am the land, I am the air, I am the people, Marius. I see that you've returned my gold to me, says one Strahd from across the room. It must have been quite a travel, says another Strahd playing the organ. This isn't the very polite manners of a lord of a manor to uh to trick wait your on guest his house guest way. says one strad to trick them into believing that there are more than one of you when the actual master of this house i don't even believe is in the room what proof do you have says the strad at the piano as he just keeps furiously playing I have my suspicions. I'd like to insight with advantage. Oh, would you like to... Yeah, go ahead. I will natural 20 my insight roll. They... expend one of the two inspirations I've been given via our lovely dice. Okay. 
Uh, he, to answer your question, Ozal, he used one of the instruments oh, okay. yeah. he had. Yep. I, yeah, I just got that. Yep, you're good. Wow, nat 20. Nat 20. Uh, oh, hold on just two seconds here. I need to double check something to make sure that I don't give you any false information. <laughs> None of them are the real Count Strahd, from your best estimate. My proof is is that none of you properly hold yourself like a noble person. You all do not have the commanding presence that the real Count Strahd von Zarevich holds. Uh, and with a clap, entering the room... As the clap ends, the organ music stops. Well done, Marius. Well done. Truly, you are the brightest star amongst the sky that is here. Dinner is served. And he takes his place closest to you. Uh, the other Strads will slowly stand up and begin leaving the room one by one. Um, they have brought several trays of food with them. And the one at the organ just kind of fades away. Are you trying to move him to a seat here, out of curiosity? I was, and, and I had intended on occupying the head of the table opposite of Count Strahd. Oh. I thought he would end up on that side. So as he approaches to here, I will go ahead and walk to the other side of the table. Okay, yeah. Uh, there is nothing placed in Strahd's actual seat uh, of food. It is just a glass of what looks appears to be wine. Um, the rest of you have been dished out a lavish feast, probably the biggest feast you have ever seen. Uh, there are three whole boars uh, there's several different mixed greens and vegetables, potatoes, stuffing, several kinds of fish in multiple arrays, some of them tartared, some of them baked, some of them fried. Uh, there is a what looks like the head of an owlbear on this huge platter with these individual steaks that are cooked like medium rare. Um, there are several different hens and game birds. Uh, and several glasses to drink out of, one of which is wine, but it looks slightly higher grade than what you have been normally drinking. You assume it's probably the Champagne du Lamont. Um, the other one appears to be a clear liquid, maybe water, potentially something else, and then there's another clear liquid that has bubbles in it. Um, as Strahd kind of reaches behind himself to pull his cape onto one side and sit into his actual chair, Ismark will stand and bow and uh, thank him for the invitation and then seat himself back down uh, kind of quietly and going back to eating. Uh, Ismark is dressed in official Ravenloft house attire. Um, 
you assume what he came in probably wasn't good enough either. He has no weapons on him and is kind of focusing on eating his food. Uh, Rahadin sits in between Marius and Ozal. Uh, I think we're just going to roll straight initiative just to have take turns talking and give each, like, uh, everyone a little bit of time that way. Can't we just hold a fluid conversation? Sure. I just don't want to talk over anyone, but yeah, we can try it. Uh, he holds up a glass of his wine and he says, a toast to Ozol and the Jets. Merry friends, wonderful lands, money that has been returned, pride, and a city that has been purged of heretics. And he takes a big old swig. I will raise my glass as well. Same. Uh, yeah, he just kind of drums his fingers on the table, watching all of you eat. Is there anything in particular you like the most? It was all looking over towards your plate to see what you're grabbing. Uh, I'll go for some of the with the fish. Okay, that's on the uh, table there, and. Uh, I'll pass the plate to Stolas. I know Stolas likes fish as well. I do. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you pass it to Caliban, who just takes like a handful, and his plate's getting overly crowdedly full as he begins to eat several different pieces of uh, this meal around here. Who passes it to Stolas? I'll uh, begin a conversation with Ismark. So Ismark, how does the... Uh the village fair these days. Uh, say one more time. Sorry, Marius. My dog was barking. That's fine. I, I will look over towards Ismark and kind of on a lower tone speak to him to uh, how does the village fair these days, Ismark? Uh, he looks towards Count Strahd and back down towards his food and he says I am proud to be the burgomaster, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, yes, of course, I am proud to be the burgomaster. I bring taxes and honor to everyone in the village. How are the people? As I kind of look more at, at him. Uh, you can see he's not using his left arm. In fact, it's like hanging limply uh, from his left side. They fare better than the village of Valaki, from what I hear. Yes, speaking of the village of Valaki, it was quite the uh, task you placed upon us, Strahd. Mm. He nods. What, what plans do you have to replace the Burgomaster now? I am so very happy you have asked, Marius. I thought a fitting reward for the heroes of Vlaki, he says, like, flourishing his hand across, is a seat in my court as burgomaster. What higher honor could I give to such a distinguished group of people? You offered that to us before, and I have already turned you down. I do not have any desire to be a, a burgomaster within your do domain. In fact, you do not. That is true. But Stolas here is quite the sesame. Look at them. Positively glowing. 
Stolas. He says, kind of purring over his glass of wine, looking at you. Oh, no. How handsomely you would roll. Rule. I <clears throat> appreciate the offer, but we are also not from this land at all. You are not. That is very true. I mean, none of you could hold the title of Count, except for maybe Burn. Clearly, the most physically impressive, but next in magical prowess, I say Stolas probably would be the best in your party. With that whole, you know, what is it called, Stolas, when you consume people? People? Mm. I only recall ridding this world of monsters. chuckles and smiles. He says, ah, that's not what my eyes and ears say. What was his name? Father Donovich, I believe, died at your hands in the church, did he not? Looking over towards Marius and then back to Stolas. That man might have taken his own life, but I had nothing to do with it. Deception check. Insight check, please. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Where am I? Marius rolled a 15. Oh, 12. Oh, no. Marius, you see through the lie that Stolas says as they try to keep their composure at the table. As Strahd just smiles. Um, a disembodied hand crawls across the table. Um while another disembodied hand is kind of resting atop of it, carrying a, a plate of rolls that skitters past you, Stolas, uh, over mm. to Ismark. What say you, Marius? You rolled higher. Cousin, I, I will take a, uh, a roll and break the bread. Um, and begin to eat a bit of it. Uh, kind of look over towards Stolas and then back to uh, Count Strahd. And you wish to name Stolas then as the Burgomaster of Valaki? Oh, yes, of course. I wish to install them completely into my organizations and circle of trust. Perhaps Stolas. even a consort. He says, kind of raising both eyebrows, looking at you. <laughs> oh, Perhaps. Oh, oh, what? The consort? You met Asha. Though they are not my love, Irina. He says, looking down the table towards uh, Ismark. They are fun playthings. I thought those were called escorts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he kind of just shoots you a, a wooden smile and he says, Burn, if you request the attention of women, I'm sure we could round some up for you this evening. No, I'm fine. Besides that, what else do you have or wish to discuss? I'll uh, produce the tax papers that were given to me and hand them over to Rahadin. Uh, he takes them, nodding at you, and he says, Well done, Marius. 
truly, you are an honor to your people. <coughs> he says, coughing over some of the soup he's eating. Uh, and he kind of tucks the papers into his uh, chest cloak piece of fabric somewhere in there. His overrobe. Um, he says, but I'm afraid we have enough Vistani spies. And as he says that, Straw just shoots him a look. Rahadin kind of smiles at him. How is it that so much tax money has gone missing? Are they skimming off the top or not paying at all? Well, it's interesting you would bring that up. How is it that a major magical artifact able to bend the wills of people has gone missing, Ozol? And he looks at Caliban and then towards you. That doesn't answer my question at all. Neither do you. I don't believe I'm required to answer, answer perhaps. Is he talking about the crystal? No, he's talking about the mask that you uh, put in containment. Ah, ah. If it you remember, he charmed yes, Caliban. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. It was a very dangerous item. It was too hmm. dangerous to be left in this realm. Well, if anything, it should be in my hands. I am quite the collector of artifacts and items. I mean, you were kind to come here quite often, bold enough to challenge me for my throne. I have not only the collection of people, but items. Arcadians or wizards? Uh, he's talking about adventurers, specifically. We are not here to seek your throne. Hmm. That is what you should suggest. That is the only reason the mist brings people in, Ozal. At your direction? Perhaps. I grow bored and weary of preying upon innocent townsfolk. Isn't that right, Ismark? You're kind of just so fragile. I, I nearly had to twist his arm off just to get him here. And uh, Ismark kind of stops eating and puts his right hand over his left limp hand and he says, uh, apologies my lord I should have been more willing and you see that why would anyone wish to be a burgomaster if they're not even treated with the, the kindness and courtesy that you show your servant Rahadin that's allowed to sit at the table he slams his hand down on the table as you finish your sentence and he says silence not be talked to in such an insolent way, Marius. Yeah, but you kind of just proved this point. I take a sip of my wine. <laughs> my apologies. I am not used to the challenging of authority that your party seems to have. Your rule is not have a more hands-on approach of ruling you cattle. You know my You're people. Not... We travel the, the land. You do. You have no lands, so I don't expect you to respect a leader. Have you earned these people's respect, Strahd? I have. How so? I have protected the land from incursions of other rulers of the mist. I protect them from themselves to make sure that they don't squabble and war upon one another. I protect them from the werewolves of the night as they roam across the plainsland, some of the barbarians. 
The witch Along who dwells in my swamps? Speaking of her, go, I would like on. to Chris. claim... Go was all, were you going to say something? Oh, no, nah, he can go ahead this one. Okay. Go ahead, Mars. Sorry. Speaking of the witch, Count Strahd, I have questions about her. And I would claim that information is my recompense for handling the tasks that you assigned. Oh, you would claim it as your recompense. Well, is my reward not good enough? Leadership of a town. Seated at my table. My inner I circle of trust. Desire to keep my feet on the road. I do not wish to settle down and plant the roots anywhere. Think how you could help your people. You could give them a permanent home here. We didn't have to travel wanderlessly through the plains. But perhaps I will entertain answers because watching a party is just so much delicious fun. The chaos you sow, it's palpable. Before I ask my questions though, Oswald, did you have something? Yes. You say you protect these people, but how long were the people of Velaki subject to domination, to the smiling god, to the inquisition. And did I not move my hand in one swift motion, guiding a party of trustworthy, honorable adventurers into their path to help these poor people? Am I not the architect of this design? It must have been some time that they had been left to suffer. Many Perhaps. of the townsfolk are dying, perhaps dead. Why now? Why not do it, it yourself? A, it is a circle. They die, they cannot leave, they are reborn. Hmm. Continue, Marius. The witch in the marsh. I've heard her name is Babalasaga. Who is this witch? True. She is... And he kind of ponders for a moment. She is a thorn in my side, Marius. Dwelling upon the deep swamps. Sowing and making deals with beings that have been driven out from my land. Binding others. She had, well, had a coven of sisters. He says, smiling, taking a sip of his wine. So, she has her own coven. How large is it? Had. Her own coven. Oh. Had. She lives on her own, then? How powerful is this witch? Must Enough be fairly strong if she's a thorn in your side. <clears throat> um, in fact, she is. You will find her floating in half of the skull of Argenvost, a creature of which I brought down by my own hands and bent to my will. Why have you not taken care of her yourself if she is a problem? Nah. She dwells too far from the castle and there are other things that press me for time. She has not openly opposed me. For that I would not. Would not that happen. What takes your time, Count Stroud? 
I quite enjoy the pursuit of knowledge, training, warfare, the sport of hunting mortals, feasting. Daily waxings, uh, I assume? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, some consorts have a better sense of, how do I say, self-care than you, gesturing to your beard with a wink. Looks are not so important to a man such as myself, Strahd. Well, with charisma such in years, I would guess not. You would guess correctly. Sorry, Marius, we were rudely interrupted. You were saying, Baba Lasaga. She rides a, a dragon skull. Does half this thing of a dragon half? skull. Does, how do you ride a skull? It simply moves according to her will. Levitation, I would assume. It flies? It Perhaps. It could. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time with her. How did she come to these lands, then? That is a topic of some debate. Some say she was always here. Some say she was conjured from the pits of hell. Some say that simply she tamed the Night Mother and corrupted her with her dark powers, inhabiting her body. Legends and lore, all of them. Well, being a powerful and ancient being yourself, how much of this is true? Legends are what define us, Marius. All of it's true to someone, somewhere. Garlic, he says, picking up a piece of this large garlic bread and taking a huge bite out of it. Drives away the vampires. Rod and Snickers on the other side of the table. Adorn yourselves with it. Symbols of the cross. Symbols of gods, he gestures kind of to your um, pendant around your neck burn of your dragon god. Sunlight, he says, waving his hands. Running water. Fantasies, all of them. They can't fathom a creature of my strength. So I let them have their fairy tales and their nursery rhymes and their eclectic village living, and I simply rule. If she has claimed the Knight's Mother's power, do you know how she retains it? And I would like to actually use uh, my second inspiration to persuade him to tell me. Of course. Ah, is this one of your... Yeah, go ahead it's and do the, it. La the last of my inspiration. And I rolled a, a 18. Let me contest that. Nice. I would like yeah. to provide him with disadvantage. Okay. Nine. Nine it is. Uh, what was your question? Sorry, say again. How does she retain the power of the Night Mother? She has bound her to mortal flesh in her mortal flesh. Killing her would be killing the Night Mother. Now tell me, 
How can a cleric of such great persuasion serve such an evil creature, Marius? The true Night Mother's form is not a creature of evil, but a protector of those that wander the night. <laughs> Say that to the travelers I prey upon. Say that to the travelers the werewolves prey upon. Say that to the Vistani thugs who would stop my commoners in the road and shake them down for goods and leave them running naked through the wild. Protector. Poppycock. She's a dead being. There is no Lord of Sunlight. There is no God of the Moon and Darkness or whatever it is, the hokum you believe. They're gone from this realm. When the mist came. If that is the case, then how do you explain the powers that I have here within your land? Perhaps I simply allow it. Perhaps I welcome the challenge, Marius. I, as I unfurl my wings from the chair behind me, I do not believe this is something that you would have control of within your own domain, or else you would have flown away from this place yourself. As you say that, Marius, black wings spread from the back of Count Strahd. Wings. Such a novelty thing. Bat-like and vestigial. Curious. Well, thank you for the information. That is more of what I desired to know about this woman. This witch. Well, should you kill her, I will give you the other half of the skull that you will require at some point. If I'm not mistaken, you will be heading to Argenvast Hall to rally the sons of the Silver Dragon Order, or whatever they're called. Why would you think we would do that? Do you not seek the Sunhammer to usurp me? Turning ahead to burn. My own brother's weapon. The what? <laughs> the sun? Have the revenants not told you? My spies have said that they have talked to you several times upon the road, gesturing you, nudging you towards their order. I figured None. he would have stopped there by now. You were None. gone a month. Not of what you speak. Mm. Imagine an artifact. The power of the last drop of sun. Able to defeat the Dark Lord and overthrow this realm, reeling it from the prisonous mists it's set upon. Or so they say. All I simply see is a hunk of rust and a temple of fallen dead men who cling to whatever it is they hold on to. Curious. You're a weird guy. Uh, he looks at you like he like narrows his eyes. He says, I "Do not appreciate your comments." Sorry. It would have you all. Tell me, why have you returned the world egg? 
goes where I go. We were brought here, apparently by you. And it has come with me. Oh, I did not bring you here. Really? That's the truth. I did not. The mists did. And I suppose you'd tell me that you do not control the mists. It depends. On. My influence. How badly I want something. Was I not able to bear you here using the mists with my town crier? My, or sorry, my royal crier. The witness himself came, bearing my banner, whisking you the land itself, we yielding itself to me. For I am Strahd. I am the land. Oh, and of course you met your brother or son. What is it when you leave a body behind and... I don't know. The lesson. Give it to me. A lesson, yes. And you saw Tyrus, of course. The poor man rotting upon the, the very fence where they hung him. We did. It's a shame what's happened to him. Uh, I've only improved him. He can fly, just like his other fey brethren. He can jump higher with those insectoid-like legs. He can poison the enemies with his tail. Quite a deadly creature I turned him into. Would you not agree? Wait, that was Taurus? It was. Perhaps <laughs> it was the mask that threw you off. <laughs> or maybe the new grafted... Appendages. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Do you do you approve of this still loss, the augmentation of one's body for the betterment of themselves? I don't see a problem with it. I mean he was already dead. That he was. This Ma Marge. fish is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what is your recipe? Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Well, uh, anything else you would ask of me or have of me? Is there really no way out from this realm? Is that what you seek, Stolas? A way out? Well, we were brought here against our will. I would think that at some point all of us would like to go along our way. Hmm. Well, I could... There is a way out. If you would be willing to do more errands for me, perhaps I could free you from such a place. Perhaps. No promises, of course. Naturally. You could always try killing me, as the others have. Supposedly, if the tales are to be believed from the scribes and leaders of the church, killing me will free the realm and bring it back to where it once came from, shattering and undoing the evils I have done. You continue to mention this, Strahd. 
It's almost like you want us to try to kill you. Why is that? He kind of looks down into his wine glass. You okay, bud? <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong, Strahd. He will stand up from his chair, uh, folding in his wings into his cloak, presumably, as they disappear under the folds of fabric and kind of look around and say, it's no fun when you have no challenges. Perhaps. I mean, you... Yes. You may explore the first two levels, upper and this one. Do not go any higher, do not go any lower, and when you are done, you have safe travel back to a town of your choosing. Good evening. Before and you leave, Strahd. Yes. An idea was brought up for the people of Barovia to join with the people of Velaki, since so many have died. What do you think about this? Perhaps Ismark could be your burgomaster of the now combined cities? He laughs. Ismark is a weak fool who's lucky he is still alive. Perhaps I will just burn them all to the ground. <laughs> he retrieves from his back a large set of wings with a spine-like handle and a orange glowing eye as he pulls this sword from like almost as if he's pulling it out of his own flesh and he sets it into the ground in front of him he says remember we have a truce if you harm my guests or go places you are not supposed to go it will end poorly and there's a large flash of lightning and the torches flicker out, and he's gone. That was the thunder. Man, that was more awkward than Thanksgiving with the family. It was quite awkward. I didn't like any of that. The piano begins to play again, or the organ begins to play again of its own of own volition, as Rahadin says, "Do you need anything for this evening?" Any other questions perhaps I could help you with? As Do you have a library? We do. Is it uh, in an area where we are allowed to visit? Uh, sorry, let me consult my notes here. I think it is. Says Cody the Dungeon Master. I'm sorry, this place is really big. Uh, let me get back to that on Stolas. Sure. Rahadin does not answer you. What was the point of this dinner? I feel like we've learned nothing. Well, at least he didn't make me Burger Master. Thank God. Those people have suffered enough, Stolas. Wow, thanks. We need you here. I want yeah, to be I masters had... of burgers. <laughs> My dear boy, it's not related to food. Huh? Yes, yeah, just finish your meal. 
Okay. Rahadim, are we to leave in the morning? Mm, I would prefer you do not stay the night in the castle, but I make... Well, this is what I'm asking. Are we meant to stay tonight, or would you like us no, to leave? you are not meant to stay the night. You are not a house guest. You are simply having dinner. I don't think the library is an inaccessible area, from what I'm seeing. Okay, that's fine. We would very much like to... Maybe, with Strahd's blessing, perhaps take Gertruda back to her mother. She is free to do as she asks. She's under no compulsions from Strahd or I. She chooses to stay here because she chooses to stay here. Please understand that we are not holding her captive. Might we speak to her again? Sure. Why not? Let me just go get her. He... Oh, it's all... I give him the chop chop. Yes, still us. He, he scowls at you. <laughs> um, given the absolute state of this country and every town we've been in. America? <laughs> do, do you honestly think her, her mother would want her back? As opposed to living here? Wait, what did you say, Cody? Make a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? Yes, as you're having this conversation, Rahadin walks past you and just... Just slightly... He's a luck roll. Looks at you. Okay. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Cool. Eleven? This chill slides into your bones as you cannot even bring your eyes to look at Rahadin as just utter fear fills you from his very presence as he leaves the room. Is he casting a spell? No, you think it's more of an aura. As it as he gets further away, it fades, almost as if maybe he was controlling something and he let it slip as uh, you slighted him. Wow. And he exits through the double doors. Are you okay? You look a little pale. I think he attempted something. I don't believe it was a spell, perhaps an aura. (sighs) This place is odd. I would very much like to get back to our cart and back on the road. Will we take Ismark with us? Ismark, do you want to come along? Will we, or are we? Oh, Ismark, you! You would like an escort back to the village, would you not? I, I must serve my... I must stay. This is... Ismark, you have a stain on your shirt, on your left arm. It's Let me help you. It's, it's I fine. insist. I insist. And I'll mage hand to pick up his arm. And do we notice anything? Marius and Ozal... Give me a wisdom perception check. You notice that his left arm is broken. As you pull it up, he winces in pain, like slamming his hand down on a table and like gripping his own fist. 
Jesus Christ, why am I rolling like absolute a dog shit today? 22. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Marius, his eyes are really glazed over. And he, he was... Normally, you know him as a charismatic, boisterous, strong-armed fighter of Barovia, but he has been quite <clears throat> subdued. Um, I will place my hand on him and uh, cast Identify uh, to see if there's any uh, spells or any, any sort of anything affecting his mark. I believe it would be more appropriate to use a dispel, or not dispel, but detect magic. I oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I was reading sorry. through the spell sorry. here. Sorry. Uh, detect magic. Uh, for the uh, for up to 10 minutes, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to uh, see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area. Um, and I'll be also be able to learn its school of magic if he... Uh, is affected by any. He appears to be charmed. Um, uh, do I know what particular spell or what type of magic? Uh, you would assume uh, that the charm spell is illusion magic. Uh, would be its kind of school of... I'm sorry, enchantment, not, not illusion. Um origin. It's got a little bit different aura. Um, you guys didn't really get a chance to check out Caliban after being charmed. Um, so I can't really yeah. compare it to that, but there's an, an assumption that's there. Actually, I don't think you know that he was charmed. Yeah, you would assume that he is under some sort of enchantment from Strahd himself. Um, I will uh, uh, <coughs> Point the crystal at him and cast Dispel Magic. At what level? Uh, level three. Okay. Uh, choose one creature, object, or magical effect. In this case, the charm spell. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. It's DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. I'm going to actually have you roll for it because it's an effect, not a spell. Okay. What's the target and roll that we're going for? I will... Uh, I'm going to let you figure that out on your own. Go ahead and roll it. I'll let you know if you meet it or not. Uh, what kind of roll do you want from me? Just a d20? Uh, the DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. But I have a DC listed here, so let's say it's an Arcana check. So it would normally be a spellcaster check, so whatever your spellcaster modifier would be, which would yeah. most likely be your proficiency plus your intelligence. Boom, there you go. Okay, but what do I which, what do I click to roll that in roll 20? D20. Um, so in roll 20, uh, so you should have like a, a plus 8, I imagine. And it does not... I would just do a... A D20 plus roll. 8. You could, on your character sheet, you could just, like... Yeah, because that's not going to apply. Your spell attack save is 9, Marius, according what to his sheet. Fuck? Wait, are you going to my spell sheet? Yes, I'm your spell sheet. Oh, okay, I'm like, what the fuck is going on my mouse? Yeah, so, yeah, so d roll a d20 and add 9. 
Okay, roll d20 add 9 that I can do. Uh, 14 plus 9 is 23. Uh, it breaks. Uh, and you see, as that happens, black smoke kind of emits from his eyes as he falls to the ground out of his chair, screaming in pain uh, that his arm is broken. And he looks around, kind of crawling away from the table and into the corner, confused as to where he is at. Uh, I will cast Mage Hand. Calm uh, is Markom. You are amongst yeah. the friends. This is you not friends. This is... And he looks over towards the organ and, like, slowly begins, like, trying to get himself up as he scrambles kind of over to this corner. This is... This is... This is Castle Ravenloft. This is... Are you phantoms? What what horror am I being no. subjected to? No, no. We have, we have been invited here by Strahd, and he was using you as an example uh, for your sister being gone. Where is Irina? Why is she not with you? It is, she is better safe. you do not know. She is safe. We would not have ever brought her here. Are you I'll sure? We believe she's safe. I'll look at his arm, and, uh, I mean, how badly is it broken? Like, is it, like, bones coming uh, out of the skin? Just, like, it's So he's broken his collarbone and uh -huh. his upper arm and both bones in his forearm. Uh, they are all just, like, misshapen and hanging limply and sagging in multiple directions. Uh, the swelling has kind of gotten to it, and you can see it's purple and oozing and there's uh, blood leaking to the top of his skin from what you would presume is some sort of punctured bone marks in his body. Burn. Perhaps would lay on hands help in this situation? I don't think it'll cure broken bones, no. You could always try. Okay, I will try. I'll... I'll how many lay on hands do you think is appropriate? I mean, you're the paladin. Say I don't know. Say five. I'll do ten. I guess. Ten. Wow. And uh, where do you do either of you, the three of you, want to make a medicine check? I'll make a medicine check. That sounds fun. I'll also attempt one. Jesus effing Christ. Why am I rolling like yeah. absolute dog shit today? Hey. Natural 20. My medicine check for a 25 total. I was just about to make a comment about how, oh, I wish Dr. Rudolph Van Richten was here. Um, but yeah, you, you point out to Burn um, where he should target his healing, and you think probably 15 points is what it would take to heal the, the four broken bones in his arm. Um, mending them back into place. It, it will take some time to actually set, but the, the healing spell itself will essentially aid in this process. Okay, so healing. here comes 15. Do, do, do. Yeah. Marius, you kind of push his shoulder one direction as he kind of, like, bit grits his teeth, to, and it sets the collarbone up top. You're able to reset his bicep, and some of the swelling and color dissipates as the tissue re-knits itself. Uh, same thing in his forearm. 
Uh, you're able to take his cloak, ripping it in several pieces, kind of forming a sling around uh, for which to put his arm into uh, as his bones set. Being that it's not a restoration spell, it doesn't actually heal the bones, but you have healed the damage to the tissue, and it will recover over time more effectively than it would have been twisted and misshapen the way it was. Well there, Ismark, I believe with Burns' help there, you'll be able to keep your arm. It'll heal. Well done, Burn. Very proud of you. Thanks. Okay. I think it's uh, time to go. Yes, let's get the heck out of here. One moment. We must wait. We must wait. We must wait for Gertruda to come back. And as if on cue, walking through the door is Gertruda. And Rahadin, who looks kind of towards what's happening in the corner as they enter. Um, and is struck in awe, seeing Ismark is no longer charmed. A kindness. Strange. Here is the woman you will have asked for. Anything else that I should help with while I'm here, or shall I take my leave? Would you please see that our cart is ready, and I assume we must be let out of the castle gates? You are with free whom? to go when you are ready. Just know, when you leave, it will not be the same if you return. The castle? Or the path? He just smiles and walks out the door. Why does everyone around here speak in riddles? That is quite frustrating, Stolas. Fucking Machiavelli <sighs> bullshit. Marius, would you like to speak to Gertruda one last time before we leave? You got the I hot rules today, my friend. I don't know if... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I... The young lady did not really seem convinced with my persuasion before to try and have her see what really was going on here. And I don't know. I would hope she can come to the conclusion herself, but younger Truda, we are getting mm. ready to leave. Okay. Would, you care, would you care to fall, come with us? No, she says, shaking her head, smiling softly at you. I'm quite happy here. I'll take a closer look at her eyes now that we've kind of seen the effect on Ismark. Yeah, do I notice anything with the detect magic still? Or, de uh, um, sorry, yeah, detect, detect magic. No, Damn, she's kind of bad, though. If I'm being a beautiful honest. young woman with gorgeous striking blue eyes staring back at you just caught up in the fantasy life of living in a castle being rich is it Gertruda. really the the castle living lifestyle that has attracted you or has it been the idea of an adventure some of both 
It's better than rotting away in that terrible old town with a crone who would never even let me leave the house. Your mother cares deeply for you. She's she mad. sent us all and this everyone way. in the village knows it. Well, what about a life on the road? The Vistani are always taking in people. And the adventure oh. could take you to many different places. Whoa, I don't... I don't know. Rahadin has warned me against those folks several times, explaining their thieving ways. Well, those same people saved the Count himself. Mm. Don't believe they're so bad. And look, look at Ismark. Look at what Count Strahd has done to him. His arm was almost lost had it not been for Burn. Would you like to suffer the same fate should you lose favor in his eyes? I don't think your mother would do such a thing to you. When we leave here, Gertruda, we may not return. If you want to travel safely with us, now is the time. It could be fun. Why don't you come outside? See the steed that we have that pulls the wonderful cart that we ride. It's quite the sight to behold. Burn here oh. has a fantastic ass. <laughs> Cardi the Dungeon Master says. It's um, true. She nods. Why not? I at least could see such a wonderful beast. Beast. Come, my child. And, uh, I... I guess we'll begin to walk out. Okay. Um, sorry, I need to find one character here I thought I had on the board that I do not. Um, you begin to head out. There he is. Um, back through the the ceremonial area. There's some stairwells and back towards that large room with all the different gargoyle statues and uh, Gertruda will kind of follow you, Marius. Um, um, yeah, go ahead and zoom out as you exit out towards the battle cart. Uh, you get towards the double doors, Marius, as they open inward towards you. Um... And standing to receive you is Escher and Rahadin. Hey, the wax man. <laughs> is that what you say to him? Come, come to finish the job. And I'll gesture Only to the wax man. If you let me. Uh, you very much would like that, you nasty boy. <laughs> I would. It would be such the challenge, being that the beard has been grown for so many years. I can you only imagine see. what your lower beard looks like. Over you there. should see the other oh. one. <laughs> Goodness! What the fuck? We could go His back up to the guest room. Beard? Would you like to dance with me in such a way? Perhaps another time. <laughs> talking about his pubis? I'm never not going to call the hair on my balls my lower beard ever again. <laughs> Uh, he is not holding Trundle by the reins, but he's standing as if he has brought the cart around. The cart hasn't moved since you've gotten here. Trundle wouldn't let it. Um, the Did they take the gold? Oh, yeah. The gold that was piled over here is gone. The actual 
plank or the the gangplank that normally is down is actually up, and Slag is just sitting on the top ballista, like ready to go. Slag, would you let the boarding ramp down, please? What's the code word? <sighs> Burn Dawnbringer the champion. Yes, of course it is. And how many fingers do I have on each hand? And he puts his hands behind his back. Uh, I'll use mage hand to count the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's five. Five. Um, <laughs> five. <laughs> on each hand. He's like, and how do we feel about Strahd today? Well waxed. Please let it down. He's like confused. He's like, kind of points the ballista towards you. And I should trust you. Why? Because I'm always all the wise. And are you willing to openly oppose the Dark Lord? Is this what is going on here? <laughs> How do Slag I know would... that you're not charmed getting back on my ship? You think your it's your ship. ship. It's my ship. Of course, I do the maintenance to it. I man the ballista. I will... Um... Where's Vor? Damn it, let Ozo on the cards! <laughs> it is my card! <laughs> I will uh, have Vor appear right behind Slag and perch on his shoulder. With okay. A, with a... <laughs> he uh, hesitantly like leaves the ballistic pointed towards the general like area over here uh, and makes his it's way down, letting, letting the gang play. <laughs> yes, it is. We never um, bolts for it. He, he made bolts. That's what the cool oh, okay. thing about having an artificer. Oh, I love it. Jeez. Uh, he lets the gangplank down, and he's like, let's go. Gertruda, this is Trundle. He's our ass. Oh. And this... A handsome creature. Very much so. Escher kind of slides an arm uh, around... Ew. I don't want to know where he's putting that arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> around her waist. Around Gertruda's waist? Yes. What is this about, Asher? What is what about, handsome devil? We're going to show Gertruda our battle cart. She may be traveling with us for a while. <laughs> and are you asking Strahd about this, or are you just taking someone of his employed staff? That's we were robbery, told, I believe. No, no, no. We were told that no one here was held against their will, and they were free to leave if they wish. Yes, and you persuaded her to leave? Did you use magic on her? We did I not. dare say it was all you cheeky boy. Trying to take her beautiful Gertruda. Gertruda, do you want to leave? And she shakes her head now. And he looks back towards Rahadin. Rahadin, would you let her go if she wanted to leave? And he kind of shrugs, I suppose. See, she just wanted to see your beautiful ass, and he winks at you. Farewell. Wait, who's talking right now? The guy the who wax waxed. Man. Yeah, my, oh. um, Caliban. Do I uh, get any glimmer on that detect magic? There is no him? magic happening whatsoever. Come here, Gertruda. Uh, she shakes her head at you and she's like, no, no I'm fine. That's is great and all. And you see, Asher, she was very much interested in joining our party until you've placed your hand on her. 
he takes his hand off and throws his hands up in the air. Wow. I mean, wouldn't you want to have hands on me? I would not. Don't you have more waxing to do, my friend? Mm. I'll gesture Only back to the castle. Only if you let me. This episode is strange. It is strange. Um, he swings all kinds of ways. Told you to bring your tin full of hats and spears. It's going to go weird. Marius? What's he? Well, uh, as I have said, we can't force the young lady, but if she's interested in experiencing a life on the road, my people could very well take you in, and you would never have to go back to your mother. Uh, she seems conflicted. She's looking to you, to Ozal, to Usher, to Rahadin, and Usher and Rahadin are utterly Usher. blank-faced. Usher. No, Usher. Sorry, not Usher. That's the singer. Yeah, yellow shower. Yeah. MC <laughs> Usher. Yeah. Uh, and she just, uh, just kind of is overwhelmed in this situation, and she kind of slowly starts, like, backing towards Rahadin. She's like, I, I don't want to cause any trouble with anyone. I... I'm happy where I am. Surely, you can see that. Then why well, she's made up her mind. Let's go. <laughs> Still lost. Ah! Takes wing. Still lost. Gimps away. Well, Burn. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna go inside. Ooh, Gertrude is creepy looking. She looks like she belongs here. I'm out of here. Okay. Marius? I'll take flight and land on the wagon. Ozo. Goodbye, Gertrude. And I will turn and uh, take my hat off and do a sweeping bow. Uh, Rahadin gives you a more earnest bow than he did originally. Uh, Escher winks at you, and Gertrude curtsies. And high above on the rooftop, silhouetted by the lightning as you leave, looking up at the ominous castle, you make out the red eyes of Ozal, who bows back at you the same way you bow at them. I will bow at him. And then point to my finger where the ring used to be. Uh, and then he, as you point to it, he holds up five fingers on his hand and closes four of them towards you. Can you <laughs> <laughs> wow, did he just flick me off? Yeah, he did. <laughs> wow. I will... Uh, so much for the bow. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the bow back. I gave him a shit bow, 15 degrees, no more, no less. Uh, the last the last thing you hear as you step onto the airship is his croning voice in a whisper, in a, um, a message spell to you that says, I'm coming for your skin. I can reply to that, right? You can. Good luck. <laughs> nice. And that's our episode. Three hours, 26 minutes, so weird. Thank you for joining us on Collecting Weekly Presents Live and Let Dice. I have been your Dungeon Master, Cody Jay. 
Uh, shout out to the chat before we go, Ozo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we had some great comments from Toy Mafia, Tukatri, Obdulio. Uh, we also had Marius through Dari with that super chat. Ninja Squirrel, Mark Pearson, uh, Vintage Rebellion. Uh, we also had Brenton Banner saying, hey, everyone. Uh, Scott Bradley, I, time I chimed in just in time to hear Zach talking about his other beard. <laughs> we love you guys. It'll probably take us a little bit longer to get this one up for the audio feed because we had so many issues in the beginning, but we'll figure My it apologies. out. And uh, hopefully we'll be back in the next two weeks for another exciting episode of Live and Let Dice. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone.